This episode of Watch Out for Fireballs is brought to you by our patrons. Patrons like Gwen Static, who did the awesome remix rock and roll, ver- rock and roll, I'm a million years old, rock version of um, the theme song for this episode. Um, so check that out. It is awesome. Enjoy it. Thank you, Gwen. Uh, and then also, if you would like to be a patron, go to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Thank you. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a Games Club podcast. And this week we are continuing and concluding our discussion of Tyranny, uh, the first game that we're covering on this uh, this special manageable Western RPG month. Mm-hmm. Winter. Winter. If you throw in Shadowrun Returns. Oh, yes. Or uh, Dragonfall. Kinda. Kinda. It's only like kind of a WRPG. <laughs> um, kinda. Yeah. Yeah. As always, listen to the first episode. Please do. We're just going to get right into it. We're yeah. not going to spend a bunch of time recapping things. Not going to um, not going to talk a lot about the mechanics. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and there are a lot of nouns in here that we define in the generalities that uh, you might be lost on if we just if you just jump into the deep end. Yep. A uh, couple couple minor correction points that I have. Okay. Uh, one, we determined uh, so those random encounters are part of a DLC. Okay. That I, last episode where I was like, hey, I got this random encounter. And you were like, I haven't run into one yet. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something called Tales from the Tears, um, which was an update. I don't recall paying for it. Mm-hmm. Um, it might have come bundled with the Bastard's Wound. It's possible. Um, DLC. Um, I also started uh, the Bastard's Wound, but I kind of got kind of got away from me. And it's not very good. Ooh. So I, I'm not really going to talk about it. The the main thing it does. So, oh, I mean, I guess the other thing, too, that's a correction for this is I mentioned the last episode I talked about kind of loyalty quests. Mm-hmm. For the companions, um, there's not there's com- loyalty quests for the t- first two companions. Mm-hmm. Um, the rest of the stuff is kind of done in the DLC. They have little highlight yeah. moments that I, I fussed around with a little bit um, that are semi interesting. But mostly what the DLC does and I, I didn't finish it. So this is becoming from a place of ignorance, but I just was kind of done with it mm-hmm. um, is talk about kind of the origin of the old walls okay. and stuff, which is a, a cool lore thing to get, you know, to get down. But do you um, also spend a lot of time in the old walls? Yes. It is a big, it's a dungeon. <laughs> so it's, it's a town and a dungeon. Okay. Um, yeah. So that's kind of why I was like, no, I'm going to actually just kind of full steam ahead and yeah. get there... to, you know, because as, as the narrative of the main game was picking up, I was more and more invested mm-hmm. and it was a bad time to go fuck around in the old walls. Yeah. The reason I made so. kind of a Wario sound there is we are going to be spending a good amount of time in the old walls uh, here yeah. in this episode. And that is where this game just farts. 
Yeah, they're, they're not very good. There's right. two There's two major Old Walls dungeon. I think one of them is better than the other one. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are long. They are both long. Yes. So um, the uh, the Old Walls are not particularly super cool in this. Mm-hmm. They're a cool concept, but they are not that fun in execution. Yeah, yeah. Um, which we will, we will chat about. So uh, not going to have a bunch of companion quests. There are two of them, mm-hmm. which we will talk about. And um, I didn't get the necessary loyalty to get that to happen. So, oh yeah, yeah. I can I can speak to both of them. Yeah, book report uh, time. Sorry to leave that all on you. It just no, I got to okay. chapter three and was like, oh okay, all right, yeah. Yeah, the the structure of this game is very strange. It's almost all act two. Yes, you know, it's uh, act one is short. Act three is very short. It's mm-hmm. just act two. Yeah. Um. The uh. So no, you know, robust companion quests. Uh. We're not going to keep talking about those random encounters. They are cool. Mm-hmm. Just for. For the record, like if you're going to play this game, I recommend getting that DLC. Yeah, they add a lot. Um, and then uh, I'm not going to talk very much about the bastard's wound because um, it's just surprisingly not like very interesting. Like it's a pretty bad DLC, which yeah. is surprising for Obsidian because they're good at this. Yeah. Um, you know, if uh, before From Software came around and and took that mantle, I would say they're probably like best in the business at that. And then From Software lost that mantle, but so did Obsidian. <laughs> now there are no good DLCs. <laughs> no. So no. <laughs> Now it's all just Red Hook Studios, Darkest Dungeon DLCs are the only good ones. Right. So, um, <laughs> Friendship yeah. ended with From. Yeah, Friendship ended with Obsidian DLCs <laughs> and FromSoft DLCs. Friendship started with yes. The Color of Madness and The Crimson Court. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so let's uh, let's get into it. Let's do it. Uh, so last time we completed Chapter 1, we took over the Spire of Vendrian's Well, and in, you know, in both of our playthroughs and for the episode generally, we betrayed both of Kairos' armies, uh, both the Scarlet Chorus and the Disfavored, and made a move to grab power on our own, putting us firmly on the Anarchy Path. Yes, which is overlaps with the... Um, there's kind of two different ways to role play this. Like mm-hmm. you can you can role play this as I'm taking this for me. You can also role play it as these people are fucking idiots. I know what Kairos wants. I'm going to be a good boy. Right. And it can end that way. You just end up surrendering to him after you take all this power. And that was actually uh, patched in that you were, were not originally yes. able to do that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, there was not a uh, a Kairos loyal loyalist mm-hmm. uh, ending, but they added that in. We're both kind of just taking it for ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is ends up making this game like we'll talk about it when we get to the end, but it gives this game a really interesting structure mm-hmm. because it sets up for a really interesting game. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, man, like, <laughs> make the make the the campaign like long war against Kairos game, please, please. Um, I am way into the idea of a tyranny too that follows the anarchist path. Same. Um, give you know. me give me reigns colon tyranny. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that would be super cool. Ugh. Um, so the the kind of uh, initial thing that happens here uh, is the Archon of Shadows, who we've mentioned before, Bledmark, um, writes to you, um, and he says, uh, you know, basically the the letter is a trick. It's it warns you. Mm-hmm. It says like, listen, you're sticking your head up. Um, don't think that I don't know what you're doing. But if you hold it up to candlelight, um, there are omitted words. Mm-hmm. That ask him to come meet you in a place called the Ashwield uh, in order to get advice. Yes. Uh, um, this is a perpetually burning forest, uh, which is where he decides to meet you, which I like quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Again, this is yeah. a land, you know, pretty much every place we're going to go has been torn apart by one of these edicts. And this yeah. is kind of on the uh, on the outskirts of one of those. And kind of seeing these is where the the cool, you know, the, the act two mm-hmm. kind of flourish and grandeur happens like it is it is neat to see these areas mm-hmm. um i love i love the blade grave i think it looks great <laughs> so good yeah yeah 
So um, we go there, yeah. and uh, like there, there's another path we could have taken. Like we could have gone and reported to our boss. We could have gone to see Tunin uh, at the Bastard City. Pretty much the only thing you can do without the DLC at the Bastard City uh, is go to Tunin's court. Mm-hmm. Uh, feels very unfinished. I didn't go there. Like I, I, I didn't stop by, so I failed that. So I was immediately on the outs with Daddy. You can, um, you can go after you talk to Lenmark. <clears throat> okay. Um, and get that, which I, I definitely did. Mm. Um, there's some kind of interesting stuff. There's some some world building things. You get to kind of hang out with your court of Fatebinders, mm-hmm. which are your old colleagues um, who you'll be interfacing with. Uh, through um, mostly missives. through letters. Yeah. yeah, through missives, through here. But you actually get to meet them, mm. which is which is kind of fun. Um, you get to talk to Tunin. Um, and basically, uh, you have to make excuses. Like later, there is a trial section um, that feels very much from the um, Neverwinter Tonight's 2 mm-hmm. collection. Um, but you, uh, early on, he just kind of says like, are you, do you know what you're doing? And you can make excuses like, and yeah. basically at this point, my tact was, Hey, those guys are fucking idiots. <laughs> you know, like, of course, like I'm doing what Kiros wanted. Leave me alone, dad. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Tune in is cool. Uh, mm-hmm. we're going to deal with him later. Um, he is, you know, Archon of Justice. So we mentioned he has these masks, mm-hmm. um, and there's this kind of legend around the mask. Like there's the, like the mask of judgment, which has not been seen you know, for, for hundreds of years, right. it's like mask of fury. Yeah. Um, he looks like a he-man figure. Like there's a, there's a he-man figure called like Manny faces. Yeah. 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 He looks like Manny faces <laughs> because he has many faces. Yes. And he's a man. Oh yes. That's the poor man put toe going on. <laughs> That's about the level that he-man worked on for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I never went to see tune until the very end. I thought that I would have bad consequences because of the choices that I made. So I was just kind of, yeah, it's kind of when you're hiding, hiding, hiding from the boss, you know, not, yeah. you know, just not, not leave really leave walking by the office. early on Friday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I get that for yeah. sure. Yep. Yep. Uh, but you go to Blade and Mark and he's just a dude like all these other Archons are. And, you know, like he'll help mention this later. But when you ask him why he's helping you, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm just really bored. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> like there, there's like it's it's a combination of board and seeing which way the wind is blowing yes like you you know you have uh and there's different ways this can go down mm-hmm. like this is um a big articulation point for the independence path is how much you get uh blend mark's approval because it will determine whether he is loyal to you in the end or whether you fight him mm-hmm. uh here um and he basically says like listen you need to capitalize on this this is the character i think who says the thing that like uh, i mentioned in the last episode how these spires, everyone can see them on the horizon. If you control that, that's power. Yeah. Um, and basically says, like, listen, there are some, like, artifacts here, these kind of cultural touchstones mm-hmm. in the tiers. Get those. Yeah. Um, because you need to uh, have people respect you. This is how you're going to consolidate power. Um, I can't be seen to be helping you, but mm-hmm. you have my support. Yes. And um, I can basically. point you in the right directions, and there are some agents. Like, you put the screw heap. You put the, the screws to people in his name to get things um, to get things that you need. Uh, and yeah. going after these is not just like, oh, you need this particular helmet to withstand the blast of Kairosos, etc. Like most of these are strongly tied to the royalty or just basically like heritage of these individual kingdoms that make up the tiers that are all fighting mm-hmm. that are all fighting against Kairos's conquest in their own way. And these these three tasks make up the the primary body of act two, right? There are side quests and everything, but doing these things is, and you can do them in any order, mm-hmm. um, is the body of the game really. Right. Um, if you are not in the anarchy path, you are still acquiring these objects and doing things at these places. Mm-hmm. Um, they are, articulate a little bit differently. Right. So, uh, for example, you know, when you go to, um, the, the blade grave or you go to the, the last regent or mm-hmm. whatever you're going, if you're working with the grave and ash, you're going to rescue his daughter. You're not going to, 
you know, to to end the edict necessarily. Like you still end the edict, but you're going for another reason. Right. So it's not like totally different dungeons. It uh, it determines how you're received at those places and what your ultimate goal received, is when you get there. Yes. Yep. Exactly. And the anarchy path, um, you fight a lot. Yeah. Which we we talked about. Um, you still fight a lot in the other ones as well, though. Like, mm-hmm. uh, it's not quite as as much, but mm-hmm. it's still quite a bit. It's not like, um, you know, because these are subjugated people. They're not just going to be like, okay, yeah, you know, yeah. persuasion check forty. Like, <laughs> would you would you mind giving up your kingdom? Oh, I, I guess now that you bring it up, it's going to borrow it for like a second. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, yeah, it doesn't seem right, but you have a trustworthy face. I think yeah. I'm, you know. <laughs> It's all right. Um, Can I hold I, your I just baby for dislike? On DVD, so I, I I feel like I need to pay forward the kingdom of tears. I need to I need to take Jay Moore's car. Yeah. Hey Jay Moore. Hey, where's your car? Can you give me your car, Mister Moore? Yeah. Should I? I guess when in Rome. Well, yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the uh, I I seem nice. Got kind of a weird face. <laughs> Not Jim Brewer weird, but um. Ah, Jesus. Yeah. Um, Jay Moore. Don't like him. Uh, the, so, I don't know what it is about that guy. Mm-hmm. Nah, he's, not, he's not Titus. Christopher Titus is another person. They spell and pronounce their names differently. That guy right. I find really bothersome. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I just, just, again, just weird, uh, weird, weird carriages in the weird, weird way they carry themselves. I think that, I, I think that Jay Moore, um, the thing that bothers me about him is that he pretty much just lives on telling SNL stories. Yeah, like which his, is really That's his strange. whole thing. Yeah. I want to detan Christopher Titus. Mm, yeah. Like, he needs to be less tan. I just want to be like, get less sun, like, grab him right. by that. And Jay Moore kind of, too. That man's too bronze. Mm. Like, at least in my, my mind's eye, I might be bronzing him like 20%. Maybe. But, yeah. You know. Anywho, bronze age. <laughs> Jeremy Irons, Iron Age. Here we go. Graven Ash. Being allied with no one leads to these incredibly funny um, c- scenarios when you get to a lot of these places, which is you arrive and there's a struggle going on. It's two people fighting each other. They both look at you and say, Oh, this guy with his shit, here he comes. Yeah. There, <laughs> you end up fighting both of them. I actually end up liking, uh, we talked about how people swear in this, uh-huh. and every once in a while people do just like, there is a lot of groaning at your bullshit. <laughs> like the fate binder takes off his mask of judgment <laughs> to reveal the mask of blood and mark underneath, and the whole court of Tunan groans at his bullshit. You know? um, one of the things I love about those those fights, this is general, like we'll get this. Yeah, yeah. Too. Um, but is that you can, they're not like, they don't ally against you. Right. They're still fighting each other. Like a bunch of these things I just kind of stopped and watched two people fought uh-huh. right? and they will do damage to each other. It's not a scripted thing. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, you know, a T, uh, one group will become victorious and I just clean up the winner. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it's a, uh, it's system based. It's not narrative based mm-hmm. the way it works, which is, uh, my preference, uh, all times basically. Yes. Um, so there's a bunch of different, uh, tasks you can do. Um, the first one here, this is the first one I did as well. Um, I think this is the first one you have to do it. Right. Uh, so it's like, you've got four, um, artifacts you need to get. And the first one is always the silent archive. You've always got to go to the burning library, which yes, please. Um, this is the the place that I went, um, in the conquest, I was responsible for declaring this edict. Mm -hmm. Yeah, me too. Um, the way that the edict, uh, the wording of this edict is that the library will burn, uh, until the silent archive is no more or is removed right uh, from it. So, you know, the the intention, the spirit of that is to destroy all the knowledge here. Mm-hmm. However, sages had some tricks up their sleeves and uh, Blood and Mark basically suggests, like, why don't you just take it? Yeah. If it's removed, then it'll end the edict. <laughs> 
Yeah. So, and Blade Mark has has this um, knowledge about how the edicts work that we talked a little bit about last time, but um, like Kairos doesn't have complete control over them and doesn't have mm-hmm. control over how they end. Kairos just kind of sets these conditions. And a lot mm-hmm. of what we're going to do, a lot of the cool things about the story and your role in it, you know, as this lawyer who is sent out, uh, is to lawyer, lawyer your way around um, these edicts and get you know get get yep. them uh, get them taken care of. Extremely fun. Yes. Yeah. Um, on the way back, uh, there there is a, a set random encounter um, where you are ambushed by a pack of beast men. Um, I think we mentioned beast men last time. Um, these are what they sound like. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're matriarchal. Um, but they are, uh, you know, orcs. Yes. Uh, you know, basically <laughs> yep. werewolf orcs. Yep. Talking a lot about honor and the alpha beta and the prima, yep. you yeah, know, pack. Yeah. Um, this is where you get, uh, your fifth companion, uh, that you can get in the, the kind of narrative arc we're taking of the show, mm-hmm. um, which I took with me, uh, because I didn't last time, um, which is kills in shadow. Yes. She is the, the, the prima of this clan was like the shadow walkers or something. She's like the that. last of the, the shadow. Yeah. The yes. shadow hunters or shadow walkers. So, something like that. Um, yeah. before I knew that you were taking her, I was like, Oh my God, I really hope I don't have to take her strictly because <laughs> it, it is all it is like her dialogue is not necessarily that interesting. Like it, she talks about really like, you know, you smell, center. you smell of X, Y, Z and the spirits are angry. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's 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 not great. Yeah. There are some funny bits with her. Like, there's a part if you get her loyalty up enough, um, she she d- plays a game with your companions of like rut mate kill. Okay, uh, which is which is kind of fun. And then all your companions answer. Okay, you know about it like with each other. Uh, it's a, it's a it's a cute scene. There's some cute scenes with her, and it's very easy to get her approval up with the independent path. Mm-hmm. Like basically, you know, when you say badass things in this, which like part of the appeal of this game is a badass things sayer simulator, <laughs> um, she always is into it. Yeah, you know, I kept expecting there to be a, like a weird romance plot because she kept talking about like, you know, you want kills in shadow. Like, there's all this like weird rut uh, adjacent, yeah, kind of dialogue, and it's like, oh, am I gonna have to like? Am I gonna have to fuck a a beast woman and or reject the beast woman? <laughs> you know, but it, it never gets that far. Yeah. Um. She it, mechanically, uh, she's good. Uh-huh. She's the other tank character. So Barrack is your armor tank. She is your HP tank. Mm-hmm. Um. She just has a huge well of HP. You can build her up as such. Uh, she uses two handed weapons with one hand. Oh. So like immensely hard hitting. Yeah. Um. And has a bunch of skills that deal with mobility and ambushes. Um, she has a, a skill path where she can, uh, gets a bunch of bonuses coming out of stealth. Um, I did not engage with the stealth system in this game, mm-hmm. uh, very much, but you can, um, it, it works. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing is things that increase her, uh, kind of, uh, her ability to do damage and her HP pool. Mm-hmm. And she became, uh, basically unstoppable yeah. for me. Um, we talked about this game being kind of hard. Uh, this game for me got to a point roughly halfway through this act where I was literally unbeatable. Mm-hmm. Um, and was not did not have to pay attention to battles other than boss battles right uh which was kind of a bummer and i bumped up the difficulty a little bit and that was good you know i kind of rode that throttle yeah throughout the game because once you get a head of steam and some levels under you um you become very powerful and kills and shadow becomes incredibly powerful yeah she's very good once i got my final party once i got Siren in like it really was just kind of set it and forget it for a majority of the fights i was yep. i was fine with that uh by and large because i wanted to get through the game 
Um, and you know, really I had to pay attention to the boss fights and that's what I want to pay attention to anyway. So (laughs) it was, it was, it was okay. But yeah, like I was, I was very surprised, um, at how severely the the power curve broke in my favor. It's, I think it's a function of the game being abbreviated. Yeah. You know, like I think that there would have been greater challenges, um, you know, if they had that act four and five Mm -hmm. to this, I think that the fact that the, the scope of this got reduced is, part of the the reasoning for that and it made me think um that this game would benefit a lot from a more robust ai mm-hmm. uh, i was dealing with kind of rank and file encounters with an order of operations which was satisfying and fun to put together mm-hmm. like figuring out okay like every battle i'm going to have do my combo move with kills and shadow which mm-hmm. is this like trample move that stuns and does a lot of damage that's how i'm gonna get the drop on these people and then i'm gonna have uh siren uh come through and do this specific debuff when she has enough breath. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was going to do every time. If I could have set that mm-hmm. as, as kind of a rote or as like a gambit, um, I think that would have been really cool. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, you know, since I was doing the same thing, each battle regardless, mm-hmm. give me macros, give me gambits, please. Yeah, macros are good. And yeah. star four mm-hmm. early macros. <laughs> macros are good. Um, yeah, that would have been, uh, that would have been cool. Yes. So anywho, kills and shadow, uh, not very interesting. The beast people are interesting in this. Like they are an oppressed, people mm-hmm. uh in this and the story behind them they're you know they're orcs they're generic as far as what they are but mm-hmm. they're interesting in terms of seeing uh what happened to like a native population yes in terms of this conquest like they are not they're not pro kiros but even be you know civilization coming to the tears uh as defined by the these uh these people coming through and building cities and such mm-hmm. are not good for them regardless yeah uh, um, and, and the edicts the edicts specifically fuck them over really badly yeah. Yeah. yeah there's a little bit of like a mild environmentalism mm-hmm. kind of straight to this yeah so yep but again i just think back to the monster my podcast season on the d you know on the regular dungeons and dragons monstrous manual and it's like man like who caveman brian and undersea darren yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you guys got to chill out. It, it, we, just, we don't, yep. it just felt like Caveman Brian was up here. The, the interesting thing about that, too, is like it, you get a sense from stuff like this sometimes that it is um, coming from a woke desire mm-hmm. a little bit, like to to have a, a native stand-in. But they never – like the, the cool thing when you look at uh, native populations or you look at populations traditionally seen as primitive – in media uh-huh. is learning that they're not primitive at all. No, like that they, they had really robust systems and cultures and societies and stuff. Yeah. Like a really thorough understanding that meant a small, a small number of people could like tend to just a, just a whole region of a country. Yeah. You know, there was an amazing tweet thread just like, Oh, we found this fossil of this woman who has this name that I will not try to pronounce. Uh, here's a little bit. Uh, here's a little bit about what her life would have been like in des- describing just like, okay, in the spring, they would have been here in the summer. They would have been here. I don't know how you convey that in games other than doing like a Nathaniel Hawthorne, you know, just show them as being like spookily competent when it comes to like tracking stuff. It's, it's such a needle to thread, right? Yeah. Like you, you look at like Brotherhood of the Wolf or whatever. Yeah. With it, where they just like, let's have the hyper competent Native American character. And that still comes off as kind of bad. Mm-hmm. Like there's not, it's, it's, it's hard to do. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't stop people from doing it. Nope. It's not a success here really. Um, but it's also, it's not, I'm not going to say the Beastmen are racist in this. No. You no. know, it's, it's, it's not a success. It's not a failure. It's just kind of neutral. It just and, fails. It fails to inspire a lot for yes. me in a game, in a game that has, you know, you know, generally elsewhere takes 
you know cliche is and at least some, some the imagination yeah you know yeah like like the, the one of the big strengths of this game is that like a lot of these concepts we talked about that in episode one mm -hmm. are just amazing yeah you know like they're just really cool like mm -hmm. they have a huge huge like uh you know well of coolness mm -hmm. and uh the beastmen don't really clear that no for me it, it felt like a Braden cameron character like a tabletop <laughs> Braden cameron okay. plays characters like this from time to time all right and he he's into this kind of thing so your mileage may vary as what you think of the the beast people right but right. Yeah. Anywho, um, we going to the library. The Scarlet Chorus has occupied mm -hmm. the the library when we get there. Yes, and they're being led by somebody who appropriately is called the Censor. Um, mm -hmm. I love the way the Scarlet Chorus names their leaders and their yeah. individual peoples. You got like the Censor fighting alongside somebody named like Blood Booger. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, like Eye Drinker and Garbage. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the two Scarlet Chorus uh, friends. Yeah. <laughs> um, this this kind of this is a familiar rhythm where you'll run into the lieutenant of an area and then they'll they'll retreat. Mm -hmm. Um, but one of the things I like is she leaves everyone behind, but this does not automatically turn everyone in the library hostile. No. Um, you know, a lot of these people you can still fool. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, as you head into the library, and we kind of learn a little bit of our concept. This is gonna be a concept for the old walls as well, mm -hmm. um, which is like a series of doors and locks and keys, uh, things where you need to get uh, certain types of keys or symbols or glyphs to make progress in these dungeons. Yes. Um, and here, you know, Lant if you have Lantry with you, uh, this is where he used to work. He says, "Yeah, you know, just imagine the most powerful magical minds being incredibly paranoid." um what they would do like oh they change the combination every day and i think they even make a joke like oh we probably won't just find that written written down somewhere yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah we need to go and actually like look for these individual glyphs um and put them together so that we can uh get through uh the you know the big uh, barrier at the end of this we need to search mm -hmm. for the code Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, we're going to find sages that are still here in this perpetually burning library um, who are basically hiding out. The chorus are here. Like there's a very like immediate race. Yes. Feeling to this. Like this is the chorus checking this out. They're doing it now. They haven't been here forever. Right. Um, and if you depending on your choices in the conquest, uh, they can be friendly towards you or not, mm -hmm. uh, which is basically whether you gave them a warning. Yeah. yeah. You know, you, you, I'm going to set this on fire. Do I let civilians evacuate? Yeah. <laughs> well, what's well, what's funny? You're setting it on fire, yes, but the way you're doing that is summoning a volcano from beneath it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty pretty fucked up. And we'll find like, the burning library is really cool. We talk about these things that just fire the imagination. Mm -hmm. um, the story of this location is really neat. Yeah. Um, basically, the sage says that the uh, you know because of largely because they had that warning, but also because they knew Kiros was coming, right. which uh, Lantry has something to do with. Mm -hmm. we'll find out. Um, they uh, they cast this preservation spell, this very powerful magic. Um, on it that is preserving it in this half destroyed state forever <laughs> they basically preserved the wrong moment <laughs> yeah exactly it's it's it continuously being destroyed yes but without ever actually having been destroyed right preservation um, is preservation i suppose is what one of them yeah. says it's like okay yeah it's very cool yes. like it is a super cool idea like awesome environment this would be really fun to explore in 3d yeah to be a cool dark souls level mm-hmm um, and we run into groups of chorus members here in which we can, like, fight or we can manipulate mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, in, in cool ways. Yeah. So we find out by talking to them, um, A, like, they, they have no idea who I am. I like how this mm -hmm. reflects on the Scarlet Chorus's lack of organization. Basically, mm -hmm. this is the only time that the entire that the entire group doesn't know, like, oh, you're the Fate Binder and this is what you want. Everybody is so distracted 
um, because the sensor has pit all of them against each other saying, Hey, uh, whichever group goes and grabs the silent archive, you get to live. Everybody else gets the, gets the knife. Yeah. Um, And so like they're basically like going through and trying to supermarket sweep all of these, uh, all of these shelves looking for the silent archive. Um, And you can use that to manipulate them. They're not, um, you can't, do that with everybody there are some of them that you do have to wipe out and they end up being pretty difficult fights uh but you can talk your way around them which is fun you can also uh turn them against each other in interesting ways mm-hmm. like the the first group you run into i made the uh the rank and file turn on their captain no i convinced them that their captain was weak and got them to fight amongst themselves mm-hmm. and then later you run into somebody who uh knows that there is an ambush waiting for them down below and they're like you do it <laughs> and like, well and you can you can psychology them and say like hey do they know you're coming like you can get the drop on them right uh and then when you go down there it's just a big field of corpses with only a couple survivors mm-hmm. um really cool yeah stuff uh, again integrated they've also pressed the sages into service and because i had a good reputation with the sages i could just say hey you outnumber them do you guys want to help me kill them yeah sure mm-hmm. and then you have a bunch yep. of casters on your side uh, yeah. Really, really neat. And one of the things that I think is cool about the uh, anarchy path of this, because I think that uh, one of the things that uh, tyranny has a reputation for is having like kind of one good path and then all other flavors of evil. Mm-hmm. But really, the anarchy path, like I was in pretty good shape with most of the like communities here. Yeah. Like people liked me here. Mm-hmm. They just didn't like Kiros and I didn't like them. Like you can do <laughs> anarchy and not be a despot. Yeah, you know, it does, but like you can there there is a a fiction, and we don't actually get to see the end of it. We'll talk about how this game ends, but mm-hmm. the uh, in the fiction in your head fiction, you could be like, yeah, I'm not gonna like just subjugate these people. No, I'm just taking I'm taking over, but I'm going to lead a rebellion against Kiros. Yeah, like as such, but I just want to be the boss. It's not going to mm-hmm. be a democracy with you know the council of of different people here. No, like there there is a there is a shade of gray you get to take in the anarchist path. Mm-hmm. Um, if you choose to, and it's down to these individual little flavor things, like the actual big choices you make are always taking power for yourself. But if everyone likes you, if mm-hmm. you're treating everyone fairly and they like you, yeah, there is like an enlightened kind of dictator element that's yeah. like a, a third path for this. Yeah. So you're going to hear me like I worked very hard to spare the sages um, in this, and I even made that choice in the beginning. Like that doesn't line up with talking about uh, oh, this is a fun game to be deliciously evil. The way I, mm-hmm. the way that I looked at it was like, well, what if I need them later? <laughs> yeah. Like they're no they're no use to me dead. So know exactly. Yeah. Who wants to rule over? You don't want to rule over the Ashwield. No. Like the you know the idea is you don't want to rule over a kingdom of ashes. You want to, and that even comes down later when you start uh you know spoiler proclaiming edicts. Mm-hmm. You know, like I still do it, but I'm like, which of these is going to be the least destructive? Because I'm ultimately planning to live here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like how much do I want to shit in my backyard? Yeah. How easy do I want it to be to clean up this shit? Yeah. Can I do a controlled burn to take out this? Yeah, to take out this wall. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> can I can I can I do a controlled uh, a funneled shit? Can I do the Play-Doh Fun Factory shit? <laughs> God damn on it. the specific yard. Can I do a crescent moon? <laughs> so, yeah. Yuck. Yeah. I mean, it's not that gross. No, it's natural. Cool. Um, the uh, <laughs> it's actually one of the least natural things I could think of. <laughs> it's an abomination. It's God's mistake. <laughs> like no one should do it i'm just letting, it i'm just letting you talk <laughs> <laughs> take it back i repent uh, i'm so sorry um anywho 
so you, you know that's basically the path I took as well mm-hmm. through this. Um, you get a bunch of scrolls here. There's an interesting thing where you will find um, doodads in the environment, and if you have high enough lore or if you have Lantry with you, mm-hmm. um, you can get things that are keys to get into other parts of the dungeon, but also you can get start getting spell components and yeah. such from here. Like this is a library. It has knowledge in it. Like mm-hmm. these environments tend to be uh, not just kind of grab bags of everything that they can be. Like mm-hmm. they are specific. There's a yeah. sense of place. Yeah. Um, you know, I can see being a melee focused character and coming here and being like, ah, well, that's everything here is for casters because I was yeah. playing as a caster. This was, you know, a really good first stop because it did widen my vocabulary to a degree. Well, even if you're a melee, I was a melee character, but I still had casters with me. Yeah. You know, it, it's a team effort. Like mm-hmm. I needed my casters to have good spells. So, yeah. um, you eventually get down to the, the basement, um, where you see the silent archive. It's surrounded by this, you know, by lava. <laughs> in the middle of this volcano, basically, it's a floating scroll. Yeah, uh, here, and uh, the idea is uh, this is all of the knowledge. Like it is a, like a you know a billion books. This is a Kindle. Yes, <laughs> uh, it's like, the silent like, Kindle. Yeah, the, like the, it is the silent Kindle. Um, I don't know if it if it is with or without special promotions, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, it's it's kind of neat because it's the internet. It is, mm-hmm. it is a Kindle. It is the internet. You can speak things to it. You can make queries and it will surface like on the scroll will appear the relevant things. And this is how it talks to you. Like you ask it questions and it pulls up like, oh, the so-and-so sage said, hey, can we stop by the bathroom? I need to, I need to drain some ink. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that's not what he says. But like, yeah. it, it is very funny how they phrase, how they frame this as dialogue and it is speaking to you in quotes and passages from these, from the sages who had been gathering all of the uh, knowledge over the centuries. And you can see why Kairos, who wants to keep people from attaining the same amount of power that she has, would want this thing burned. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, that's what, you know, we, we talked about that last episode, too, like figuring out why Kairos has these rules in place mm-hmm. that are ancient, that are hundreds of years old, and then figuring out like, oh, this is to consolidate power. Yes. Because it is a game about power. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, you have, uh, you can, you can, it's a load bearing scroll. It will, they say, it. Will blow they up. say yeah. like you take the scroll yep. and Lantry says, that's a load bearing scroll. <laughs> yes. Uh, really, really good. I don't, I don't um, like this clown. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, the, uh, and this collapses the library. Um, and the idea is you're losing a lot of knowledge this way. Like the scroll doesn't have everything, Mm -hmm. you know, and it will take forever to, uh, to, to decipher and learn how to use. Um, it'll take a long time. So it is, you're still losing something by taking this. Mm -hmm. Uh, the world is losing something, but you got a cool artifact. Yeah. Um, and this introduces, you know, you can equip it. It's not just for flavor. Mm -hmm. Um, any of the artifacts you get are useful. Um, some of them are useful till the end game, right. and they have uh, renown abilities, which are cool, unique abilities that um, the more you use the item, mm-hmm. uh, and if you talk about it, yeah. uh, it gets renown, and the uh, items themselves actually level up. Yeah, I just I love how even the items have reputations. Yes, the game about power, like mm-hmm. the the perception of power. Yeah, is the that's the theme. Very good. So, yeah. Um, and boy, and do I do I love dicking around people who write me asking about this thing. Dude, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of like nerds. Yeah, your, your group of fate binder nerds who are just like, so did you really do this? And and you can be. Uh, I burned mean. it to cinders. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I did it. Yeah. I wiped my shithole with it. Yeah. Goodbye, Crescent Moon. You know, and then the <laughs> like, you can just yeah, and then they 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 really flip out. Like uh-huh. there's, there's um Rogelis or whatever. It's really fun because you can start off kind of coy like. 
oh, I learned a lesson from you. I'm not telling. And he's uh-huh. like, Haha, the student has learned. But really, seriously, tell me. And you're like, no, I burned it, you idiot. And then he gets so mad. Like, <laughs> yeah. He plays along with you for a while. But uh, but fuck those guys, even yeah. though their their approval can help you during the trial scene. Yes. So yeah. having Fatebinder Bros can be useful. No, I burned all those bridges. My trial didn't yeah. turn out very good. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, my, my first time I played it, I did. This time I fucked it up. Oh, yeah. So it was interesting. I thought I was basically in the exact same footprints as last time, but this time mm-hmm. I, I I goofed. Yeah. Um, so you take this back to Blood and Mark. Uh, in between these things, you can go back to Blood and Mark each time and get your next mission. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of irritating. You can't just go do them all. You get to ask about them one at a time. Yeah. Um, which is always a minor bugbear to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but you go back and uh, – oh, and the other thing too is this breaks the edict, yeah. which fills you with power. Like whenever you would break an edict, which happened before, you mm-hmm. are getting power. You get a little message as your power has increased. Yes. Um, so – Destroying this thing has given you a version of it. That won't pay off for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but ending these edicts is actually increasing your literal power, not just your percepted, you know, perceived power. Right. You are taking them into yourself. Yep. Yeah. Um, so this is where he gives you the three options, right? This is where it branches out just a little bit. We've got to go get those get those relics. Um, and I pretty much just did these in the order that he presented them to me, uh, figuring, mm-hmm. hey, maybe those they like they would be difficulty ranked or whatever it's kind of like how in dragon age origins they say like they list the dwarf passage last or something like that so i decided to go after a sword named dauntless first mm-hmm. yep. uh, which starts the quest stirring visions here yeah um and this is uh this other stirring visions is this other kind of side quest which is getting other towers yes um we talked about that a little bit in the last episode how you assign each tower a specialty mm-hmm uh, in this. Um, so as you're doing these things, you're going to want to find towers that you can then claim for yourself. Right. Yeah. Um, so this is going to be like a little bit of a side thing, but we're going to want another one of these so we can get, um, get the library and stuff set up, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so the, you know, when you inspect your own spire, you can, um, you know, basically leave your body and inspect the land and see uh where this other spire is it's in Lethian's crossing this was really important for me in the um conquest um mm-hmm. i had you know chosen to come here and manage this because it had all this iron um and i you know i did not agree with the disfavor but i ended up leaving the disfavor there that's going to be pretty important for this so i yeah. decided to head over that way it's not just the disfavored though there is a local group called the bronze brotherhood that are here uh you know running lethian's crossing and exact exacting a toll yes on the road uh, with, within the bronze brotherhood so this is a group of mercenaries um, mm-hmm. that were employed by kiros but have kind of gone independent right right um the uh and within them there is a power struggle mm-hmm. um so there is an old leader uh, who is named after like a Pokemon. This is Raytomon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who sounds like he, he's like that, uh, that one Pokemon that's a dryer. Right. Um, who's, who's there, but there's a, there's an upstart who actually believes in the mission. Uh, the implication is the Raytomon has kind of lost his mind. Right. Right. Um, here. And they're set up in opposition of the, uh, the forge bound, uh, kind of your blacksmith mm-hmm. people here. So these people had to go. Yeah. Um, I was not on the bronze brotherhood side, but no. you can side with them. Um, and they are not, you know, you can basically win them over, mm-hmm. not Rodamon, but the, the successor of right, Rodamon, right. but basically no bronze brotherhood, in my kingdom. Yeah. Bro- the bronze brother brotherhood, we're going to see later on, like one of these missions, you know, surrounds them. Not only is Rodamon a, you know, completely, op- completely opposite 
noggin. Uh, that, mm. that isn't a phrase, but I've made it one now. Um, but yeah, just that they are as disorganized and just shitty as any of Kairos's armies. Like, yeah. nope. Yeah. You're not, you're not going to get in line, really so. Good. Really entitled. Yes. You know, and, and to it, they have, you know, they don't totally not have a point. Like when in the conquest, they lived here, they were assigned protector, you know, protectors of this area and they lived here. Uh-huh. Like this was their home. And I just basically said, you don't have a job anymore. <laughs> you know, so they're, they're upset kind of rightfully. Yeah. You pulled their contract, but yeah, you know. exactly. It's at will employment. <laughs> this is the kingdom I have designed. Yeah. exactly. It's all the worst things about the real world. <laughs> yeah. I brought into this fantasy universe. Oh man. Uh, but despite that bitterness, uh, you know, I get them to reluctantly let me pass. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I get that permission. I get, you know, so for me, I got to Lethian's Crossing and the Disfavored attacked me. Like, oh, he, <laughs> look mm-hmm. who decided to show his face. Yeah. Uh, who did you have here? Uh, also Disfavored, because okay. it's whoever you put in charge. Yeah, yeah. Um, during the conquest, which, and uh, my conquest was favored, like heavily Disfavored, mm-hmm. uh, favored, because I was uh, trying to do something different than the first time I played. Right, right. So, and of course, you know, when we, we went to the Burning Library, you know, the Scarlet Chorus didn't know who you were yet. But of course, the Disfavored have received briefings <laughs> right. on you, right? Like, and no Disfavored are going to be surprised at who you are, because that's their organizational structure. Mm-hmm. So, um, so you had to fight a couple of them. Um, it's, it's fairly minor. Yeah. It's like a small encounter. Um, take them out, uh, and then you move out throughout the town. This is your first... This is, basically your town mm-hmm. this is the town in the game yes um there are a bunch of merchants um there are three tiers to this and two waterfalls like it's kind of a cool layout mm-hmm. shaped kind of like a like three horseshoes stacked on top of each other yeah uh throughout here and uh there's some useful merchants and stuff that you do as well as kind of its own story mm-hmm. in this area um the the thing about this like it's you know, by tier standards, this is a metropolis. By empire standards, this is a squalid hellhole. Right. Like, this is uh, the biggest game in town in this area, but this is kind of a backwards area. No, it's the biggest game we have left after we destroyed the bastard city. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you get a little bit of history. Like, the mayor of this place is Lethian's son. You know, we'll talk mm-hmm. to you about this. Um, and you learn basically, like, yeah, I noticed Lethian was this really powerful traitor. You control this juncture of the old walls and these rivers, and all of a sudden you have a nexus of power. Cool, cool, cool. Um, and there's a spire just sitting right in the middle of this, and that's where you want to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to go grab that. Um, once you go inside, uh, they, there's this kind of puzzle that is for the, the spires where you go around getting rubbings mm-hmm. of these glyphs, and then you have to complete them to uh, activate the spire. Right um through here and kind of like walking on the floor like a like a labyrinth like yeah. one of those shitty labyrinths that they have at colleges that are <laughs> don't have walls you know? heartbreaking heartbreaking i just I, I i went and looked online i was like i would like to go and you know go into a like just, maze uh, me. yeah ma- maze me please like just yeah. get, are there corn mazes that are set up i bet you that's a thing that, that happens in ohio like where is a hedge maze and i found like a resource it was like oh the the, the labyrinth and maze database and everything is those shitty labyrinths yep which is just a path that is you know on the floor there are no walls right it's like it's a labyrinth it's like a cheat code yeah <laughs> like i don't want to no clip my oh, way through and, and, there, and there are no there are no choices it's just a very winding path like it is the longest path that you can walk in this in this confined area it's yeah. bullshit gary it's 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 like the space equivalent of the stick and hoop <laughs> like who was entertained by this like what if what if you doubled back a few times go they, fuck they say it's for meditation fuck that yeah no go go 
go sit on attack meditation. <laughs> the um, yeah, I I uh, not interested. Those things suck. We had one of them at the college I worked at Ugh. in Illinois, and it was like this thing is so fucking lame. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So anywho, so that's kind of what these things are a little bit like. I mean, these are cool looking. Yeah. Like I, I like the way these look. These are a fun little change of pace. They're not challenging. No, no. Just you're um, you're just um inputting a passcode really to act to activate the spire and get up to the roof and claim it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um, and it's part of your collection now, and you can start diversifying and start specializing each of these and hiring your dudes and such. Yep. Um, this first one I made into a forge because mm-hmm. uh, it made sense for Lenthian Crossing. Yep. Um, and because I was a warrior character. Um, and this allows you to uh, engage with the crafting system yeah. in the game, which is fairly, like, unoffensive. You know, for, for uh, subsystem games, I generally don't love that much. Yeah. Um, you just kind of get recipes, but I, I had materials were in uh, supply. The fact that you can access your stash from anywhere, mm-hmm. uh, which we didn't talk about last episode, but you don't – inventory management isn't really a thing in this game. They kind of right. made it easy, which I appreciate. Yeah. Um, you just put everything into an Omni stash, and you always have access to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I looked at the stuff that I had available and I didn't see like anything craftable that was better or like a different use than the items that I was just finding. And that is usually the problem um, with crafting in this kind of game. Well, you have to. uh, So this synergizes with the library. The libraries are how you're going to get your recipes. Mm -hmm. um, And then you can start getting some pretty badass shit, uh, which is but this on its own is less good. It's just kind of a good store. Yeah. Um, you can also improve weapons. Uh, weapons and armor can be upgraded, mm-hmm. um, which if you're using Barrack is really necessary because his armor is not uh, <laughs> right. You know, he can't change it until you do a side quest. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, this unlocks another, another side quest, Seats of Power. This is just the collection quest for the remaining three spires. We're going to go buy all of these over the course of Chapter 2 here. Yep. Uh, moving on to the Undaunted, um, we go to the Blade Grave, which is the remains of a land called Stalwart. Uh, which was ravaged by the Edict of Storms, which is a series of nouns. Um, the, uh, <laughs> it's a series of nouns that represents something that I love so goddamn much. Yeah, yeah, the Edict of Storms is incredible, and this area looks so neat. It's so good. Um, it's visually very striking. It, it is It is torn apart by something called the Rust Storm. Yep, yep, yep. And it is full of just armor. Like, the mm-hmm. storm has gone through and stripped the flesh from all of these soldiers leaving their armor and weapons. Yeah. So p- picture, you know, like instead of, you know, sediment or what have you, instead of, you know, rocks being left, uh, you know, over the course of millennia as little bits of rock are dropped there and they put together. No, you have these mountains and spires that are made up of all of the accumulated and rusted metal that the storm has just basically dashed against these surfaces so yeah. like everything yeah, contained humans yes that are now have been sheared down to nothing by sand and rust yes and the wind mm-hmm. uh this is what got barrack barrack was here at this uh at this battle the edict of mm-hmm. storms is um you know what fused him into the suit so mm-hmm. you can get a little bit of information about that uh, from him here as he responds to it um, this is also, I and mean, we run into actually a couple of these in the burning library, but it makes sense to talk about them here. Yeah. Um, running into the Bane. Um, the Bane are what live in the old walls. They're mm-hmm. like an ancient evil force. Mm-hmm. Um, they're basically elementals, but without an elemental affiliation. Right. Like I, I also have them as elementals too, in my mind, like they're coded as such, but it's mm-hmm. not like this is a fire Bane. Right. Um, it's like there, there are different class. There's like a, a melee Bane, um, a caster Bane, um, a small, like weak Bane. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just kind of levels. They're visually uninteresting. Uh, yeah. They're kind of like swaths of color with armor floating in them. 
um, or like little little you know suggestions of of bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's probably you know this whole bit fighting these things is the weakest part of the game. Um, they're not that interesting to fight, right? Narratively or mechanically, yeah. And they are what you fight in the old walls generally, right? Um, those two major dungeons in the old walls that you spend a lot of time with these guys. It is kind of it is a bummer. It is a real bummer. Like the wrinkle that they add to combat, at least what I noticed. Uh, is that they've just got different immunities um, mm-hmm. compared to everybody else. You deal a lot of different kinds of damage in this, you know, slashing, Nine. piercing, crushing, um, you know, different things. And it just, it kind of seemed that no matter what I did, uh, one of my guys was always like, this isn't working. I'm like, ah, yeah. you know, <laughs> like just complaining about their weapons doing nothing. Um, yeah. And just like, oh, I've got to change my gear. That isn't necessarily an interesting tactical t- choice you have to make. That's just kind of a menu tax as opposed to like changing the order of operations as you approach an encounter. So I was real bummed out by these guys. I wish that yeah, they were and- a little bit more interesting. Yeah, they, these 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 are not great. Um, they should be also like I didn't do the menu tax. I just kind of powered through it. Yeah. yeah. So it meant um, early on these are hard encounters. Mm-hmm. Like at this point in the game, because I I haven't crossed that tipping point of being so powerful, these are still hard encounters. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually they become pretty easy. You know, just like basically everything. Like my my guys who could hit them could hit them hard enough that it didn't matter that some of my guys were ineffectual. Mm-hmm. You know, versus them. Um, they also they pierce through your armor as well. Yeah. Um, you know, you don't have great resistance against them. Um, I don't mind these as an idea, but I do feel like this is like really, really unfulfilled potential. Yeah. Uh, it's probably like if you had to name, even the old walls are cool enough in concept mm-hmm. and I am not opposed to a dungeon. Like the reason why the old walls kind of suck is because they're full of these things. Yeah. Yeah. This is probably the worst part of these games are are the, the bane. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Agreed. Yep. Yeah. Um, and also it's capitalized. So I think it's the Batman villain. Uh, like that sounds like a joke, but I literally, I, I, I see that. And I think of Tom Hardy and the mask, like, uh, yeah. just, you know, yeah. Tom Hardy. And also Tom Hardy starring in a remake of the mask. Sure. After Venom, I believe it. <laughs> he's basically, he's, he's got a lot of that energy, <laughs> nervous, giggling energy in that, um, <laughs> noted good movie Venom. Yeah. Um, the, uh, so uh, after you fight them, uh, Unbroken Scout, uh, who's there, um, grabs your attention, mm-hmm. named uh, Janos. Right. Uh, Janos is here, and we get the rundown. So like this Edict of Storm is going to remain in effect until the last region of, of, of Stalwart is gone. Uh, the, uh, the, the ruler of Stalwart, who was kind of, <laughs> Yano's basically just says, uh, yeah, he's back there playing King. Uh, you know, they're, they're at, you know, in the, at this fortress, the center of the storm behind the, behind the storm wall, pretending that there's even still a kingdom for them to rule. Yeah. Um, and the army of, uh, of, of Stalwart is this faction called the Unbroken. Uh, and their leader, Matthias or Matthias, uh, is off searching for Dauntless as well. So it's a little bit of a race to find this sword, which is incredibly important to the kingdom of Stalwart. Uh, that yep. was. There's no kingdom right now. And I like how you get to do kind of two goals at once. Yeah. During this, like, yes, I'm looking for the Dauntless, but also I want to end this edict. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that it's a weird way this game benefits from being compressed. Yeah. If this were, you know, if they had just made this as long as they wanted to, it's possible these would be in different locations. Yeah. And stuff. But there is a feeling of, like, multitasking that comes with this game that mm-hmm. I like. Yeah. Like, on this path, you don't even have to go. You don't even have to mess with straight us. Um, yeah. Or the Edict of Storms. I just did it because, I, I don't know, I wanted that castle. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to end Edicts. Yeah. 
because that's why I'm here and doing it benefits you later. Yeah. Which I didn't know at the time, but of course I was going to do it. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a cool, really good, great moment in lawyering. Oh, yeah. Yeah, here. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so you go to the, the, the fort here, Duskwatch Fort, um, to find the leader of the Unbroken, to find more information on uh, Matthias and Stratus. Mm -hmm. um, they won't let you in at this point yeah because you're not uh, and if you were allied you know if you had made different choices uh it's possible you can get in but you still mm -hmm. have to fight eventually right here so it lets you avoid some fights um i think that if you are with the disfavored you sneak into the here mm -hmm. um which ends up being a weird like stealth mission which is really strange for this game no weird um and just reading about it i have not done it um otherwise though uh, you just kind of bust your way in yeah i imagine if you're on the rebellion path uh they'll let you in because you're here to you know yep. But I, I'm sure some disfavored show up to fight you. Right. You know, in that case. Yeah. Um, so there, there's still going to be fights. It's just a matter of degrees. Mm -hmm. um, so there's not a pacifist run of tyranny. Right. It's not that level of obsidian. <laughs> so um, weird. It'd be really weird. Yeah. Very strange. <laughs> just uh, you can just let your companions kill everybody. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm, just I'm, hang not, out. I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. I'm here buffing. <laughs> yeah. I'm just off in the corner buffing. Mm. Um, yeah. So uh, you, uh, you talk to... Um, this uh this disfavored prisoner that they have there after you as you're clearing this out mm -hmm. and other disfavored soldiers come in um at this point uh they ask you to surrender the fort um you do have an option here you can do it but if not you you take them out right i don't surrender for anything mm -hmm. um and then you kind of bully the prisoner um into figuring out what's going on here um the prisoner was uh charged with protecting graven ash's daughter um who was taken in battle with the unbroken mm -hmm. um, before the edict storm like during that battle Right. Uh, but before, you know, she could get fused to an armor or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and he says basically like, yeah, the daughter and the sword are probably in the Rust Canyon. Right. That is probably where they're at. Uh, and then I, for his service, I slit his throat. Of course. Let's fuck that his favorite. Yeah. <laughs> you can't go back. You're just yep. going to spread word. Yep. Not the okay. thing. So this takes us into the next phase of this branch here, Relic Hunter, where you can go to Rust Canyon. Uh, here I found a disfavored soldier basically just harassing an, you know, an unbroken leader, this lieutenant uh, who is guarding the gate. Uh, I imagine if I was with the disfavored, I could work with them to get inside of this uh, inside of this camp. Mm -hmm. um, but instead, I just killed all the disfavored and then raised the fort. Because I yep. had no other option, the, the the unbroken were not going to work with me. Yeah, yep. And uh, the 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 idea here is they've had a siege for a while. Yeah, yeah. this uh, this is favored soldier has been trying to get in. They've been mocking each other. Yeah. Um, it is it is a siege. Mm -hmm. So just mocking her across this big field of his fallen comrades. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because uh, the disfavored are not great. No, not good at war. No. So, dad, <sighs> no. daddy will protect me. No, he won't. Not for long. Um, so eventually, once you get through everyone, she will uh, surrender to you. Um, she mentions where uh, Mateus is. Mm -hmm. um, he is in a place called Trapper's Junction. Um, he talks about how they're trying to find something called the Steadfast Insignia, um, which is uh, in the breach of the old walls. And that is what's going to allow you to get past the storm. Right. To get in uh, to where the uh, the last air mm -hmm. is. Yes. Yeah, so I kill her. She was she was bleeding mm -hmm. out anyway. I'm like, all right, well, yeah. you want to die? Here you go. Yeah. Uh, but we have uh, we we have the information we need. Trapper's Junction is at the base of this old wall, um, mm -hmm. and this will take us into uh, one of the two big old wall dungeons. A very yeah. very long dungeon. 
the, the lesser of the two, in my opinion. Right. Like, I think this one is worse than the next one. Yeah. Um, neither of them are good. Mm-hmm. I just think that this one happens to be worse. Um, there are a couple of standard concepts. Yes. Uh, in these that we should kind of talk about in general. Mm-hmm. Um, that I, I don't love. Um, there's this whole thing about these, these torch keys, um, which, uh, I don't know what they actually represent in space. No, I know, you know what the noun is. I know what it allows me to do, but I don't mm-hmm. know what I'm picking up when I pick up the torch key. Um, what they allow you to do is go to these sconces in these, these areas and mm-hmm. change like a glowing rune. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I don't know if I was meant to kind of like figure out the language behind these or know what these runes meant. It felt like a guessing game every time. Me too. Yeah. Same thing. And, and it's, if you do the wrong one, it tends to be like some, you get ambushed. If you do the right one, you open up a path. Right. And you collect your, uh, these are across all the old walls. Mm -hmm. So torch keys you have in one will be useful in others as well. Mm -hmm. Um, so like there are some areas you can't get into with torch keys from this place. You have to come back. Right. With torch keys from a later wall to get some treasure and, and things like that. <laughs> you can't make um, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, just, I, I didn't do it, but you you can. Right. You know, the idea is these are part of these were all part of one structure. Yeah. At one point, I think is what they're trying to communicate with that. Yeah. Um, it has the cadence of like shitty Zelda puzzles to me. Yeah, that's what I, like. There, there's a real comparison to be made to the um, trial shrines in Breath of the Wild. Yes. Yeah. Um, and those are, I, you know, it's not great. I don't think Zelda is good at puzzles. Mm-hmm. I think that the, the, you know, those games have never been good at it. I think that their reputation for doing such is, you know, undeserved. Yeah. Uh, generally. The iconoclast um, here. Yeah. Look at me. Why would I say something so brave and yet so controversial? <laughs> um, like there are exceptions, yeah, you yeah. know, but they're all in a link between worlds. <laughs> God, so, I love that game yeah. so much. Yeah. It's really good. There are good puzzles in it. Yeah. Everything else is dumb. Um, they're bad puzzles. The water temple is not good. The redemption moment is not deserved. Stop trying to make the water temple happen. Um, yep, it is. It's never been good, uh, and it never will be good. <laughs> so, um, I, I'm I'm trying to think here. Oh, oh, so it's not just like if you put the right one down, it ch- you know it changes the the dungeon. You know, opens the door or uh, raises the stairs or raises the bridge. It 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 will activate a button elsewhere that you have to press yes. to open it. Uh, which fucked me over. It took me longer than I would like to admit to figure that out. Mm-hmm. Six days. <laughs> yep. I'm See, I haven't beaten this game yet, Gary. Yep. <laughs> it's just, you know, put it on a pot of coffee. Up all night. <laughs> Boil up some Mountain Dew. It's going to be a long yeah. night. <laughs> <laughs> I made some Pepsi. The, um, the, the kind of central feature. So yeah, it is, it is sloppy. Yeah. Um, the central feature of this is that there is a magical orb with a, uh, a very specific type of bane, like a boss bane. Yeah um called cool. a havoc yes it's um, in there it, and it, it is sealed in um along with the body that has the insignia that we need so to yeah. get to the body and get the insignia we have to find all of these keystones to release the seal um and of course deal with this demigod like bane uh that was <laughs> you know lantry reminds me several times it was sealed away for a reason yeah yep he is nervous about releasing this yes um there's a little bit he doesn't get his whole quest but he does have a little bit of an arc Mm -hmm. like uh he starts off very nervous about doing this and releasing the uh the silent archive yeah and then by the end when i killed tunan he's like basically like ecstatic yeah he's he's so happy Mm -hmm. you know like you basically let lantry get his groove back throughout the course of this game right um so (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, along the way here, or maybe outside of this, you meet a sage named Hieronymus, who uh, mm-hmm. gives you a side quest, um, saying like, "Hey, you'll find some elucidating stones if you can bring them back to me." Um, you can get a lot of money for it, 
the mm-hmm. side quest game in this game is pretty weak, Gary. There aren't, yeah, there aren't a lot of them. Right. Um, some of them are good, but there aren't very many of them. There was only one that I really made a note of, and it might have just been that I wasn't that I was unable to access the others. In reading about it, there are a lot of there are a good number of side quests that are dependent on particular paths. And yes. if you want side quests, it seems like the way to go is either Scarlet Chorus or the Rebellion. There, there are more there, yeah, yeah, for sure. There are a couple of these I like, like generally that I think are are cool side quests. None of which are uh, Obsidian Heights, right? You know, like this is this is a B tier Obsidian game. Mm-hmm. Uh, in it, and it's uh, so I generally agree with you. I didn't get this one. Hmm. Um, I, I didn't end up actually finding this. I don't think yeah. it's actually inside the thing. I think it must be outside. Yeah. Um, but the um, a lot of them do end up being like, hey, you're going here anyway. Way. Yeah. do the thing mm-hmm. um yeah right. so yeah i would agree um it is not um the bulk of this or the the highlight like it is in say a Baldur's gate 2 right so this um, is actually this winter compared to last winter is really interesting because there's shared dna you know obviously people who work at obsidian mm-hmm. um some of them were responsible for some of bioware's early success um doing this with jade empire uh neither of these games favor compared to like this does not favor super comparatively to Baldur's Gate 2, even though I think it has a lot of cool narrative stuff mm-hmm. um, in it. Like, I like Tyranny a lot. Um, and then Jade Empire does not favor comparatively to Tyranny. Yeah. Um, the side quests in that are worse. Um, hey, you're going to go fight this boss. Can you rescue my daughter who's right behind the boss? Great. <laughs> sure. You know? Sure. Or, well, uh, no, I will enslave her. Um, she will be mud on my boot. Uh, scowly face closed fist. <laughs> um, yeah, I, 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 so I, I have not called these the, the those quests of this, but I have, from this point forward, I'm going to call those while you're up quests. Yeah, while well, yeah, yeah. Well, while you're up, yeah, can you get you, me a glass of water? Yeah, yeah. Would you mind taking a piss for me? <laughs> yeah, the quest, um, and that's so far that is everything in in Jade Empire uh-huh. and half the things in this. Yeah. So, but there are ones here that I, I think that barracks and versus quest are both really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, uh, and there are quests here that like bring you to like unique locations, some of which are kind of interesting, mm-hmm. um, give you uh, some background. This is not one of them. Yeah. This is just like a task while you're there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, this ends with, so this is kind of just going back and forth and stuff. It's pretty tedious. Um, yeah. The boss fight is good. I actually like the Havoc mm-hmm. uh, fight a lot, who uh, has a lot of immunities, um, summons help and yeah. has uh heals itself um so it's really hard to at first you know i, I had to reevaluate my strategy um where i was just focusing fire because that's what i do on any boss mm-hmm. in any video game uh but it's not the right move here he will run out of ads um until he does um he's really really hard to wear down yeah um so it's actually i i wanted to be taking out these ads as they showed up mm-hmm. and then focusing on him. Yeah. Uh, this is where I really had to change up my gear and change up my tactics because while I was able to tough my way through the immunities on the Bane generally um, mm-hmm. here, uh, just it, it wasn't enough. Like I had to, I had to spec to fight these guys. Yeah. 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 Um, um, tough, tough fight. Yeah. So, yeah. um, so something that's cool about these Bane actually, like when you put the wrong, um, torch key or torch stone on those different things. And also here, uh, like they, they appear out of these like red circles that are kind of like built into the side and you think, okay, like maybe that's where they live or whatever. No, those are Bane traps. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, they break like, out of traps. It's extremely Aldia's keep dark souls too. Yeah. Those mirrors where like guys busted out. <laughs> yeah. So, so. Uh, yeah. um, so after you do this, you get the steadfast insignia. 
um, which is, you know, in this game, there, you know, nothing is just a key, mm-hmm. right? It's a key, but also it's a cool item yeah. uh, that you can, you can equip. This is going to allow you to get into Sentinel Stand. Um, when you get out, uh, there's a disfavored captain there who's like basically trying to do the like, thanks for grabbing the thing for me, hand it over, <laughs> you know, thing. And it's like, what are you, like, are you new? Is it going to work? No, you know? I'm going to kill you. I'm going to go do what yeah. I want. Like, why are you standing in my way? Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, the, the, there's a hilarious moment. I was, you know, <laughs> they, they baited me into this. Like you can, uh, do, do an athletics test to throw dirt at him. You know, it's like, Hey, you you, you want the insignia? Take this, but I'm, I'm standing too far away from him. It's very funny. <laughs> it's like the <laughs> dirt lands halfway between you. <laughs> It's really funny. It's like you tried to throw a paper airplane at him really hard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's very good. It works later. I managed to be one of the guys uh, in the head the of rock. the rock. Yeah, root him yeah. on. It's in the rock. And then you can keep egging him about it. Which yeah. I love. But the writing dick. and dialogue in this game is pretty funny. And yeah. Um, so you take, take him out. Uh, and this opens up the quest making a stand, which is going to Sentinel Stand. Yeah. Um, we can, we can just go and gr- grab the, the sword now, but why would you do that when there's an edict to break? Yeah. Yeah. I love breaking edicts. Give me something to break. Yeah. You know, break uh, stuff. <laughs> so we're going to go there. We can part the storm with the insignia and get to, um, a place where the unfavored, you know, the ones who are stranded on the side of the, of the, of the storm wall are facing off against the unbroken. The unbroken. Yeah. Versus the disfavored. Oh, uh, there we go. Yeah. The unfavored are, are their, their love child. Yeah. So, whoops. The disbroken. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I can't help that their names are similar. No, no, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's and then again, noun soup. Yes. Um, so you, you basically, you, you take them out, uh, again, cause you're against both of them. They will fight each other um, yeah. again, which I like. Um, once you get, have to take the insignia up to the storm wall, it cuts a little path. Like yeah. it parts the, the, the wind yeah i was mistaken i said you did that earlier you do it here you've got to fight you've got to get through this fortress to get to the storm wall mm-hmm. yeah and here uh you this is not uh, a complete fight until you get to the the throne room mm-hmm. like you can bluff your way past the beginning yeah um and you can the you know, although you can actually work your way into an audience yeah with with uh stratus uh Herodin. Yeah. Herodin. yeah i managed to bluff my way past the first guard uh, but very quickly when Stratus Harridan, basically I said, yeah, I'm here to see Stratus. Um, I've got something he, he needs to, to, to fight the disfavored. And then he comes out and says, okay, who said they needed me? Oh, it's you. Oh, it's you. <laughs> I was usually here, man. Ah. Um, the, uh, the, you can actually bluff your way past this and you can start doing kind of psyops on this guy. Oh, nice. Cause the, the, the story of Stratus Harridan is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, like what this guy's done because, you know, basically, you know, imagine you're in a situation where like, Hey, uh, this storm is going to rage and kill your people until you die. Mm-hmm. You know, and you can be like, Hey, coward. Yeah. <laughs> Why have you not killed yourself? Yeah. Why have you not given up? You are, your people are suffering for this and the emperor has no clothes. Like right. he is doing it for not good reasons mm-hmm. here. And he's playing a little game with you. Like I like all this stuff quite a bit. Yeah. This is um, a really strong leg of the game. Um, yeah. Minus the, the old walls dungeon, but yeah. Yeah. And this is really short. This is not a dungeon. There's just basically a throne room and like a side chamber. Yeah. You know, for this, this is not a dungeon. <laughs> um, you, you, you fight your way in, um, you fight him. Uh, he's like a minor boss battle. Yeah. Um, and after you beat him up, he surrenders. Um, one of the soldiers comes to his aid, rips off her helmet, revealing, long flowing beautiful blonde hair Uh oh what the um lady soldiers lady soldiers ghost no sorry girl uh no it's amelia this is a graven ash's daughter yep 
Oops. Uh, and there's a little Romeo and Juliet kind of thing. She has fallen in love. Yeah. Uh, not with Stratus. That'd be weird. He's very old. She fell in love with, uh, with Stratus's son. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. <laughs> uh, I love the reveal of this because, you know, like she'll, she'll explain like saying, Hey, you know, you ask like, why are you fighting us? Like, why, why are you not returning to your dad? And, you know, it's either Stockholm syndrome or she just spent enough time, you know, the, the prince, you know, the, the uh, straight as son convinced her saying like, yeah, you're, you're my prisoner here, but like, we care about you. Like we, we, we don't want you to suffer. Um, mm-hmm. and she believes, you know, she no longer, she no longer believes in Kairos's rule. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and basically, you know, you can kill Harridan, mm-hmm. which I do, and the storm doesn't stop. You wait a minute, and you wait a minute, and you wait a minute. And Amelia ran into another room, and we hear a baby, and it's like, whoa. Uh-oh. You know, they, 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 <laughs> oh, boy. They passed on that seed. Uh, so then you get to do, you know, I, I can't imagine doing this. It's <sighs> not a, like, and to the game's credit, it doesn't make this a check right. to, like, realize the other way around this. If you are purely in nihilism mode, you can then dash this baby's head against the rocks. Yeah. Uh, in a way. But the game, you know, this is clever, but it's not a puzzle. Right. You know what yeah. happens here. Um, because you, it is just an option to have it suggested like, hey, this just needs to end the bloodline. I don't need to actually yeah. uh, murder the baby. Mm-hmm. I mean, should we should we underline it just a little bit? The reason why we would yeah. kill the baby. Uh, so the the wording of the edict is, you know, the the storm, the rest storm will rage on uh, in this kingdom until the bloodline is no more. Well, like it, yeah, until the royal bloodline is no more. Well, if the bloodline is no longer royal. Oh, yes. Okay. So all that it takes is either killing the baby and it is completely, completely, uh, you know, ended there. Or you can just say, uh, how about you renounce your claim to the royal bloodline? And if you, the remaining parent, renounce, then all of a sudden the baby isn't royal anymore. And boom, no more, no more storm. You the normal baby. None of us has to kill this kid and you can run. You can make some kind of life for yourself out in the empire. Um, and yeah, it's like, yeah, Oh, well, Oh, you would let me do that. <laughs> yeah. I'll grant you. I, I basically just need to end the thing. Yes. I'm not here to kick puppies. Right. You know, which is, which is, you know, I mentioned the first episode, this game has a reputation as a puppy kicking simulator. Like mm-hmm. it's really not right. Um, you know, like, yes, you, you did a bunch of, you killed a bunch of soldiers on the way here. Like you mm-hmm. were still consolidating power, but you are not necessarily puppy kicking. Right. Right. Like th- those are soldiers who, by choice of their own decided to fight you yeah you know or disfavored, you know disfavored fuckers yeah dis- 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 disfavored people who sue who who continue to be complicit in the system uh that's yes. against you yeah yep. um i like lantry's line on this you know like he expresses relief you know as you as you check with him saying hey will this work he says i ought not to show preference for how uh this part of the chronicle unfolds but i'd rather title this chapter legal remedy than infant regicide if given the choice yep 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 <laughs> Uh, and no, you think like, oh, like taking the, the merciful way out, like your companions are not going to like it. They, they, they are fine with it. They are into it. I mean, you accidentally killed the baby, right? You, you, the, you, you mentioned this like last time you, you, you accidentally pick the choice where the baby dies. Mm-mm. No, 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 no that's something different. Um, oh. that, that's referring to you. It wasn't this baby. Oh, <laughs> cool. Um, All right. No, no, It might've been a different baby. I'm trying to remember what that could be referring to, but yeah. it wasn't this baby. Okay. Uh, this yeah. baby did not. I just remember you saying like you, 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 
killed a baby. There's so many and... babies. Cole. So, yeah, there, lots there, of babies. There was, a, there was a random encounter. Oh, I killed a kid. It wasn't a baby. Gotcha. It was a okay. kid who like had a sword who was pretending to Kairos, and I chose a choice trying to be tough, and ended up having to murder him. And nobody liked my bullshit. Gotcha. gotcha. That's what you're. That's what you're thinking of. This baby, though. I so you have to be at least eleven, <laughs> and then I think it's good for you to die. In the game. Once okay, you're eleven, yeah. you're an adult. Yeah. And that's what it's time to go. If you're an infant, though. Uh huh. No. You know. Once you can say data, time to go. But until you can say that, you're safe yeah. from the, the will of Garros. So the, uh, Garros. Like, um, yeah, that was a random encounter. Okay. Yeah. I just, I've never killed this baby. I've never seen that scene. Um, it did. It's not like, you know, I understand there's a video game and these are, these are fake. You know, this is a play being put on for me mm-hmm. um, that it's, it's not like it's like, oh, you know, this touched my heart so much. But I just think it is. It's cooler. You know, yeah. coming through and being the guy who goes through and just dashes the baby's head against the rocks is not as cool as the guy who comes in and finds this loophole. Yeah, yeah. It, it just, you know, you know <laughs> it's weird, like right? Like, one is brutish and the other is finding a way to trick authority. And I will yeah. always, I will always be more down with tricking authority. They're, they're both acts of rebellion. One is a more profound act of rebellion. Yes. And it, it gets thrown in your face later. Like, Tuna yeah. doesn't like that you that you didn't just kill <laughs> no. the baby. Tuna would have killed the shit, shit out of that baby. Yeah, yeah. You because Tuna's about the letter of the law, not necessarily yeah. the spirit. Either not understanding or choosing not to understand that, like, that particular distinction is the is the exact limitation of Kairos' power. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And that, you know, again, that's what the game is saying. Yeah. Um, doing so. Uh, ending the bloodline one way or another ends the edict. You absorb the power. Yes. We can now go get a sword. Yep. We can now go get this. We can head to Trapper's uh, Junction and mm-hmm. hear an unbroken soldier uh, is dying and says, hey, the Scarlet Chorus has swept through. You know, they're making a campaign against the disfavored here. Uh, you're probably going to want to go deal with them or, you're, you know, like they're going to be a factor. Uh, this is one of the areas where I just like ran past the other people who were fighting. And I was like, mm-hmm. well, fuck you guys. Yeah. Fight amongst yourselves, yeah, idiots. Um, going to Mateus, uh, you can't argue him out of the sword. No, no. Uh, at this point, you might be able to if you had a different alliance. Um, but you uh, you take him out, um, get some information from him. He doesn't have it. He has like a, a scroll that tells you that the Dauntless is held in a section of the old walls uh, that is infested. Um, it's actually a breach yeah. in the old walls, so you don't actually have to go into the old walls. You just yeah, have to go yeah. there where a bunch of soldiers have found this sword and a stone basically mm-hmm. uh, surrounded. Um, And here's the implication that these artifacts attract Bane. Right. Um, Here. Um, You fight through the Bane and you get the sword in the stone. Right. Yeah. You pull it out and you've got this, you know, not only a very good sword, which I had used for a very long time, but you have a symbol. Like you have Mm -hmm. basically subjugated stalwart, taken their most prized possessions, and you're using it for your campaign against Kairos. Yep. Um, little pro tip, even if so, this was a, a one-handed sword, which I was not specced for. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you put any of these artifacts in your secondary equipment slot, you can still use their abilities. Nice. Um, a lot of the weapons have like special spells. Yeah. You can do uh, the helmets is specifically very useful. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to wear the helmet for that. But yeah. if you want to use like the the little storm that this causes, the little mm-hmm. blade storm. Yeah. That this causes, you can do so without actually using it as a weapon. Yeah. This was made for Barrack. It seemed mm-hmm. like so. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's one artifact down. Yep.
Yep, yep. Um, yeah, and uh, now uh, it is time for the helmet, which yeah. I mentioned. Uh, and yeah. this is not an old artifact. Like, it's not like all of these are ancient. Uh, we're going after the Mage Bane, which is a helmet that is, like, state-of-the-art. Uh, it was crafted mm-hmm. specifically in Lothian's Crossing, um, and uh, it was made to protect people against the Bane, um, you know, just as an insurance policy against the Old Walls breaching. Mm-hmm. Yep, uh, this is a, and it's going to be useful because I don't like fighting the Bane. Right. I want an item to help me fight the Bane. Yes. Um, it is useful. It has this, like, AoE effect that weakens them all, which mm-hmm. is a powerful status effect. Yeah. Um, the creator of this uh, is someone named uh, Zdenia. She's Michi. And you, uh, she works at the, you know what it is now. I know. I just don't like being reminded of what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Leave him alone. He gave Dun- Gundacker alone. It's, it's he's funny. fine. I understand that he's funny. It's just a, it is still a nonsense phrase. Yeah. Well, it's me and Paul of Tompkins versus you. We <laughs> okay. like it. All right. Um, me and the gentleman. I'm not going to, I'm not going to take it away from you. I'll just be over here sighing. Quietly to myself. Sigh alone in your dungeon. Uh, (laughs) Sigh alone in your oubliette. Um, (laughs) Everyone else joined me. The psyops. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The psyops. The the psygate conspiracy. Um, But yeah, Zenenia, she's basically a pawn in this. All she wants to do is make cool stuff. And everybody, she's she's basically, uh, she's basically Otacon. Yeah. Yeah, she has she has some Otacon like qualities, including a six hour depression <laughs> about incest, which people forgave and said was really good in his masterpiece. Um, the uh, so Mark doesn't think that she'll just give it up. You're going to have to, you know, but uh, she might have information about it. You go to her, um, you talk to her, mm-hmm. and you basically have to try to convince her. Yeah. About it, um, she doesn't want to let you take it. You can make a couple different arguments. Yeah. Um, you can try to requisition it. Um, you can lie and say Tunan. Has requisitioned it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was basically making the same argument you made here. Yeah. Uh, the practicality argument, like it is a better you. Like, don't you want to see this thing used? Mm-hmm. Like, it can rust away in the old walls, or I can take it and actually help with the conquest. Yeah. You know, which will be which will be better for your name ultimately yeah. as a master craftsman. Um, yeah. But she doesn't want the ban- doesn't want to bite the hand that feeds her. Uh, and luckily for you, mm-hmm. uh, when you go outside, just kind of take it yourself. The bronze brotherhood have attacked. Yeah. The they're back. Yep. <laughs> they're attacking and killing people in the town that they used to rule. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is kind of the first sign that Raytamon is fucking nuts. You, you can talk to one of his lieutenants earlier who tells you basically as much. Yeah. yeah. Um, but this is, this is him past the, uh, and this again, just kind of tantalizing details that are not fully, uh, followed up on the implication is that he lost his mind from spending too much time in the old walls mm-hmm. like that the presence of the bane corrupts your mind and stuff yes. there are a lot of like weird little threads like that that are not fully explored mm-hmm. um again that are uh kind of functions of this being this is one of the best edited down games mm-hmm. that i played like i think this actually ends up being a, a complete and pretty fulfilling experience yeah. while still having this thing it doesn't feel like a plot hole right it feels like, oh, that's a cool detail. Like, I want yeah. to read the source book in this game. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel bad Yeah, that we don't spend more time with this idea that Bane drive you mad. Mm-hmm. Well, I like the way that it articulates because we learn exactly what happened to him later on. Like, yeah, it, we learn it, what happened to him, but yeah. it's not a big part of the story right. that there are these walls full of crazy-making elementals. Right, right. You know? Yeah. And that doesn't feel bad. It feels like a cool detail that could be followed up on later. Yes. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you um yeah uh so, so you go uh you go out and um, you check on the mayor 
uh, here because you got to make sure he's okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Radamon shows up. He's wearing the helmet. Right. Um, the, uh, the attack was a distraction to grab it. Right. You know, um, and this is where you can throw the rock at him. Um, mm-hmm. it manages to hit, which is good. Yeah. Uh, and then he runs away. Like that's, that's enough. I know there was no skirmish here. So fun. Uh, and you've got to go because he doesn't just have the helmet. He has also taken Zdenia hostage. Um, mm-hmm. you, you know, you meet up with him at his camp, which is just on the same map as Lethian's crossing, but down at the outskirts. Um, you don't meet up with him. You meet up with, the, with, with like the rest of his dudes and they, they, they reveal his plan saying like, oh, um, what he's going to do in order to take Lethian's crossing back, he's going to unleash the Bane. Yep. And uh, he has this helmet. So he's going to try to fight them off to become a hero. Yes. Like that Clint Eastwood movie about the Atlanta bomber. That's has, looks unusually good. They keep saying trailers for it looks unusually good, but I, like that can't actually have good politics. Can it? No, no, <laughs> yeah. the, the, there's no way, but the trailer is really good. The trailer is really good. Yeah. It really drives me nuts. I keep seeing it. And I'm like, why does this look good? <laughs> I, I got jokered the first time. Yeah. <laughs> that looked good. And I saw it and it's only all right. Like, yeah. I'm not going to fall for this again. I'm not going to go watch a Clint Eastwood movie. <laughs> Grand Torino. You know, <laughs> like Grand Torino is actually good. I, I've heard that, but it ends with a song called Grand Torino about the movie Grand Torino. And I, can't, I can't get over that. Like, that's amazing to me. Yeah. <laughs> and, and sung by the director and writer um, and character yeah like Clint Eastwood at a piano singing a song about Gran Torino I, I can't I can't get over it it's too much it's too wild yeah but yeah <laughs> but right about now excuse me I have a town to endanger so I can save it yep yep, yep. Oh, Jesus. Um, he fits the profile uh, but yeah, you deal with it. You deal with his lieutenants, uh, introducing you to a couple of different kinds of bronze brotherhood folks. We got the Raiders, we got the bruisers, basically regular and heavy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, Zdenia and Radamon are nowhere to be found. Yep. Um, so you go and you talk to the mayor, um, mm-hmm. he gives you a couple of different locations that might be, um, there's a disused travel route called deserters March. Uh, I wonder what they have there. Um, <laughs> there's also an abandoned camp, uh, at twin rivers. Yes. Uh, you can go to. Yeah, you've got the option. Um, I go to des- to Deserters March uh, first, uh, mm-hmm. and here you've got these two um, lieutenants who are arguing. One of them is a loyalist, and the other says, "Like, hey, Radamon is he, he's a mad king. He can't be trusted. Like, he's just gonna yeah. he's gonna marches against the rocks. There's no future for us. There's no future for Lethian's Crossing if we have him doing this stuff. Um, and you can try and convince the loyalist to see the light." So the way the, the, the Bronze Brother had ends, it doesn't have to end in combat. You can kind of ally with them and put a, a leveler head mm-hmm. in charge. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I was not able to convince them to do this. No. 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 I You can. I, I think you can even on this path, but I chose um, – it doesn't favor the, the Forge Bound, mm-hmm. which were who I was trying to get in good with. Yes. They are set up in opposition. Right. Uh, so I had to kill them and take the keystone that would get me into mm-hmm. the old walls. Um, yep. there's a cool side quest that you can do around this time. Like once you have restored, um, Lethion's crossing, mm-hmm. uh, or once you have fought off the bronze brotherhood, uh, that I made a note of, and it'd be cool to talk about right here. Um, a widow's revenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so this is, uh, there's a woman, uh, named Dea who hails you down. You could have talked to her before this. Mm-hmm. Um, and she says there's a man uh, named Sadro who killed her wife, Phaedra. Yes. Saying, you know, saying like, "Hey, you need, I need you to go kill him." You know, you're you're a law man. Um, you know, you cannot you cannot, cannot be allowed to walk. Go and find him at uh, Twin Rivers, and uh, you know, take care of him. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but of course, <laughs> you know, just, yeah. yeah. Uh, but of course this is complicated. You go find him and he's just a skinny trembling twerp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and he basically says like, Hey, no, I was, I was friends with Phaedra. Like we were really friends. I told her not to marry Dea. That's why Dea hates me. I don't have any proof, but you have to believe me. Yes. Um, so it's a, he said, she said kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and you can kind of be suspicious when you interface with them before. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you talk to them when you're just kind of chatting with NPCs in the town, Dea is not very kind right. to Phaedra. And again, you know, the way this game is not stupid, like you can call her on this. You can say, hey, like when I saw you guys, you guys weren't getting along. And she's like, people don't get along. That doesn't mean that I wanted her murdered. Right. You know, that which is reasonable, right? Like couples mm-hmm. fight. Yeah, uh, couples must fight. Couples must argue for a better day tomorrow. <laughs> couples must fight. Um, so the uh, you kind of go back and you can confront her about this, and you get a motivation. The reason why is because Dea is the heir to uh, Lethian's Crossing. Yes, so she yeah. inherited all of the land that Lethian's Crossing was on. Yeah, or um, Phaedra is rather. Yes, yeah, Phaedra, Phaedra. Yeah. Phaedra is. Uh, Dea Dea married her for the land. That that that, that is Phaedra's. Um, or they've got all this stuff that is Sadro's kind of accusation saying like, yeah, that, that, that's the motive. Dea married, uh, Phaedra for the land, uh, and killed her. So she, so she could get it. And so she could tax it and stuff. She yes. got the land, but she didn't, they didn't agree about how to use it. Right. Right. You know, so Dea, Dea is the villain here. Mm-hmm. Um, you go back to her, she cops to it. She basically says like, you know, bravo, you know, <laughs> yeah. like you figured it out. Um, she's planning to raise the rent. Um, you can take a bribe from her, like take a, a cut, mm-hmm. uh, let her go. Uh, you can kick her out. Um, since I was planning, like, this is my land, uh-huh. you know, I'm planning on, uh, this being the town, you know, Gary city one. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, she's got to go. Yeah. I, so. I, I just basically said, this is small potatoes. I'm not dealing with this shit. Make your fortune now. I'll get you later. <laughs> so that was, uh, yeah. that, that, that was about how it went for me. Uh, but it's a cool quest, you know, it, mm-hmm. it is you functioning as a fate binder. I, I, I like yeah. that, you know, kind of like in the Witcher, it's fun that you function as a Witcher. It's good to do Witcher shit. Yes. Yeah. Uh, um, so continuing, um, you go to uh, Twin Rivers, uh, the Bronze Brotherhood, they're overwhelmed by the Bane. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're fighting again. You can wait and pick off the winners. Uh, you can just kind of get past them and go for the gate. You can ignore their fight. Yeah. Um, and inside there are non-hostile Bronze Brotherhood lieutenants. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like, oh, I can't believe you made it in. Um, yeah, we're, we're here waiting. Um, we can't get past this room. Radamon spent some nights in the old walls to prove his strength and he just keeps spending more and more time there. Yeah. Um, again, it has this kind of one ring style Mm -hmm. corrupting force to it. He's addicted to whatever's inside here. Yep. Yeah. Um, this is fun, uh, because I had Lantry volunteer to talk the lieutenant into handing over the torch stone that we need. Like that's Mm -hmm. how I, that's how I did this. I have no idea what happened. He basically Jedi mind tricks him. But he doesn't explain it. And we've known for a while, like, if you, you know, if you talk to Lantry for any amount of time, like, he's got some depths. Like, he's not just a sage. He's a, he's a secret agent, basically. Yeah. Um, but I don't know exactly what he did to get to get them to hand this over. The way the way I read it was he distracts him and takes it. Ah, I read gotcha. this as a pickpocket, basically. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's a little bit confusing. Um, it, you know, he likes it if you let him take over. Mm-hmm. Or, and he'll only do it if he has a, you have a certain amount of approval yeah. with him. Um, so this is, a, a the better of the two old walls dungeons. This is not as bad. I don't think it's, it's um, not as big. <laughs> it's not as big. It's not as like back and forthy. Yeah. You know, as the other one, mm-hmm. um, where there's a couple of little, you know, but it's all the normal old walls stuff that we talked about. So lots of Bane, um, lots of torch keys and making little bridges extend and stuff. Yeah. Traps, things like that. One thing uh, about this game I like, uh, so traps in Baldur's Gate 
were annoying because you mm-hmm. had to go into trap find mode. Mm-hmm. And then uh, my characters would step on them anyway. Here, though, the uh, addition of regenerating health yeah. makes traps like not a big deal. Um, also, they apply to enemies as well. Yes. So I actually really like traps in this game. Like I will have a character spot a trap and then I, you know, will draw an enemy with mm-hmm. fire and have them step into it and just fuck themselves up. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is this is a constructive bottleneck for me to use. Yeah, it's not just something that only applies to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also everyone could disarm every trap. Yes. You know, I didn't have to have a specialist. Um, yeah, I actually like traps in this game quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, uh, there's a little side quest you can do in here. You find one of the forge bound uh, who is trespassing in the old walls. Um, and uh, you, if you talk to the mayor, the mayor asked you to find him. Or mm-hmm. not the mayor. Uh, it's one of the uh, the guys at the forge. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ask you to find him. Um, and you can either uh, chastise him you know, for this. And there's a great little bit where he's really scared that you're going to chastise him. And you can basically say like, Hey, I'm not supposed to be here either. You know? And then he's like, Oh yeah, you're not above the law. Let's keep each other's secrets. Like you can it's, make him a conspirator. It's it's like you're, you're, you're smoking behind the gym and like the, 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 the young teacher comes out and you're like, Oh God, I'm caught. He's like, Hey, you got a light. And like, oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. We're smoke like, together. I'm going to date Whoa. you. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, let's get inappropriate. Shit. Um, I, I've been watching uh later Simpsons. Okay. Because I, I have Disney Plus now, and I just just the novelty of watching Simpsons I've never seen before. Yeah, yeah. Um, and generally enjoying it. Like there mm-hmm. are some good gags. Yeah. Uh, and I watched one of the Three Houses of Horror where Bart goes uh, to school in hell. Okay. And it's just weird. Some of the jokes they have in later Simpsons, like they're dirtier and grosser than they were in early ones. Like mm-hmm. there's a part where he's like, I can't believe I have a crush on the teacher. And the teacher comes over. She's like a demon. She's like, here in hell, we can make that happen. I'm like, Ooh. well, he's still fucking 10. Yeah. <laughs> like this is like, I get that in hell. There probably are like teachers that fuck their students. Yeah. You know, like that's probably not off limits for hell. Yeah, but like that's a joke. Like th- th- that is a joke slash genuine belief of people like Tucker Carlson and Bill Maher. Yes, exa- exactly. <laughs> like, like I was just, I was like, ugh. You know, in generally like a fairly fun episode. Yeah. Of that show, it's the one that ends with them being haunted by the Tracy Ullman version of The Simpsons, <laughs> which is pretty fun. Like I, like I, I thought that was clever. Yeah. So. <laughs> Lester and Eliza swinging by. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah uh, Baby Herman's there, not Lester and Eliza, but the Lester and Eliza likes <laughs> are there. Um, so if you want, if you once you make him a conspirator, um, you can sneak him out by getting him some Bronze Brotherhood armor. Yep. To wear it, so he can just kind of walk out. Mm-hmm. Oh. I like that. Yep. Yeah, uh, but you find Raidemon. Uh, in this huge central chamber, he's wearing the helmet, and he is basically futzing around with another huge glowing force field orb because uh, he's gone insane. He is, the, the, the Havoc has been talking to him, and the Havoc's like, hey, let me out. Let me out mm-hmm. and send all the Bane free from the old walls, and you can reclaim <laughs> yeah. Lothian's Crossing. I'll let you have what's left. I swear. I swear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they're very similar to demons and like Dragon Age or something. Yeah. 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 Um, you had to fight him. Uh, he's, he's lost his mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a little boss fight here. Um, generally fairly easy. This guy is kind of a chump. You can tease him about his head, you know, <laughs> that where you hit him with the rock and stuff yeah. like this guy is a figure of fun. He is meant to be pathetic. Yes. And that's, um, old Rodamon. You know, <laughs> things are coming up. Rodamon finally. Yeah. No, uh, no, I, I, I down him and I, I, you know, take care of Havoc. I exile him from Lethian's Crossing like, oh, the the one thing in the world that you want is to rule over this town? Well, you can never set foot here again. Beat it, chump. Yeah. Yep. I uh, had to go for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, no Bronze Brotherhood for me. Um, exiling him, I think, is the thing that gives you more favor with them because they, uh, the his second command takes over. No. Um, and then he has uh, Zidania. 
and you can uh, there's like there's like free her executor. I'm like, <laughs> that'd be a weird turn. Yeah. Point. You know, like I, I understand that it's kind of the game I'm playing, but yeah, it, it just doesn't do seem that? it doesn't seem wise. Like yeah. just like there there's there's evil and there's like opportunist and whatever, but there's like dumb evil. Like I'm just gonna kill you just to kill you. Yeah, like chaotic stupid or yeah. you know what they call it when they're making fun of it in D and D. Uh huh. You know, um, and you know this game generally avoids chaotic stupid. Yes, which I like. Um, so you uh, you take the helmet, you free her, um, and you return to Blend Mark. Every time you do this, he kind of will ask to like test things out, and depending mm-hmm. on your approval, this can go a different couple different ways. Yeah. Um, I never gave him any artifacts because I'm like I don't trust this guy, and he <laughs> loves it when you don't trust him. Oh, he um, hated it when I didn't trust him. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Like... It, it might be different different artifacts. Mm-hmm. Like it depends on what the thing is. Yeah. But I basically was just like, you know, or like you can deflect, mm-hmm. like you may like, you know, deflect to different ways of testing the thing. Yeah. But I, I didn't let him take hands on any of my stuff. Yeah. I, I think I denied him one thing and he was like, oh, well, is that how it's going to be? Um, yeah. And then I handed him the other ones because he had proven himself trustworthy. Yeah. He um, if you get your approval high enough, he gives you an artifact. He'll give you his gloves, Ooh. Um, which allow you to do a teleport strike. Nice. And teleporting in this game is useful. It's not quite like divinity useful, but it's still useful. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a cool thing. And it seems like a trap. Like you, you can <laughs> be very suspicious of the gloves. Yeah. Uh, but because the all the things were like approval three approval mm-hmm. four, like I was like, OK, well, this is he's not going to fuck me over. He approves of me. Yeah. You know, that he likes other uh, so. on the other hand, that's what he wants you to think. Exactly. Yeah. He's, he's not quite the you know, I end up winning him over to my side. He is not yeah, yeah. playing fourth dimensional chess with me. No. No. Um, but he can be like, he can, uh, be playing you. If you don't get your approval up, if you don't handle him particularly well during this, he will turn on you. Yes. Uh, at the end of this. Mm-hmm. So, um, the final thing you need is the Azure shield, uh, which is in the stone sea. Uh, the stone sea is where, um, Karen had been. Yeah. yeah. Karen, uh, uh, just, he, he was the archon of stone, the leader of the, <laughs> uh, of the earth shakers, right. He was working under, um, uh, graven ash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, we're going to see what happened happened to him. Yeah, <laughs> I think not... in the last episode I referred to him as being alive, but I was misremembering something about his weird Terry Schiavo-esque state. Yes, yeah, the, weird, the, the, the life support that he's on. Um, and, I mean, it's kind of, kind of sad, like, what happened to Azure. You know, the, the, the Edict of Stone was declared um, specifically after uh, Cairn uh, rebelled. And mm-hmm. this once verdant like farmland kingdom has turned into a big shifting crag, essentially. Yes, a, a state of constant near constant earthquake. Yes, um, um, and like th- this has been a this has been a thing when you've walked into an area that was affected by a particular edict. Like there were a couple of stat uh, changes when you were in the edict of stone uh, of uh, of storms down in mm-hmm. uh, uh down in stalwart here this is the one that bothered the, that showed up for me the most because just randomly an earthquake can happen in combat and it will knock you prone yeah which is a big deal yeah it takes you a long time and since this takes place in real time mm-hmm. the time you spend getting up yes is a huge pain um here yeah this is where your your side quest with kills and shadows happens mm-hmm. um or we should we should need to talk about uh recruiting siren because you can do that. At oh, any time. yeah, you can do that at Lethian's Crossing. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. Um, the uh, so you can grab her. She is in uh, a room where she has her weird coterie, like people, her followers, her thralls. Mm-hmm. And you basically can conscript her. Yeah. Um, she is ostensibly on the side of the Scarlet Chorus, but she is actually a victim as well. Yeah. Um, her character, like she is not 
a Scarlet Chorus character, she has been tormented by the voices of Nera. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, like she is extremely Antifa. Yeah. Uh, in this. Yeah. And uh, she like is traumatized by what has happened here. And she is not as amoral as you were led to believe, you know, either in the conquest when you, you know, found out about her, you know, using her powers. You know, this is the person who can basically entrance people by singing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, she was using her powers to like basically build a sect and you had to figure out how to deal with her here. Uh, when you talk to her before at the Scarlet Chorus camp in chapter one, uh, she attempted to use her powers to fascinate you. Like she is not just this shitty teenage girl who, you know, uses her power to get what she wants. Like she is that, but she also, you know, has a compass, which I, which yeah. I was surprised and happy to see. Yeah. No, she's a really interesting character. Yeah. She has a really robust backstory. Mm-hmm. Um, about when her parents found out that she had this power, um, her father basically like immediately started exploiting mm-hmm. her. Um, and you can get her to open up about um, how she got recruited. You know, this like she made an attempt on Kiros mm-hmm. uh, during a uh, during a performance, and Kiros could not admit it or punish her because it would be admitting that she got close to killing him. Yeah, yeah. You know, which is, you know, again, the perception of power is power in this mm-hmm. game. Um, and eventually that is how she got put in the hands of the voices of Nirat. Like he gave her to the voices of Nirat essentially as a punishment. Mm-hmm. Um, so this thing that you've done where you've taken her into your employ, even though the cadence of it when I did it was conscripting her since I wasn't on the side of the Scarlet Tor- Chorus, you're basically rescuing her. Yeah. yeah. Um, and she's young. Like in this game, she's 15. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she's very young. Uh, she is mechanically really interesting. Yeah. I really like the way that she worked. Yeah. Um, she has a unique mechanic. Yeah. Um, so her thing is she is like the bards and pillars of eternity. If you played that, um, she sings songs, um, bard songs, but they fixed bards, mm-hmm. uh, in Baldur's Gate two bards kind of suck because they can only sing. Mm-hmm. So you basically sacrifice a party slot for a persistent buff. Yeah. Like I have this character who just hangs out, tries to stay out of combat and gives my characters a buff in mm-hmm. here. You have a lot of different songs. They're not a part of her tech tree. Like you don't have to, they're just unlocked at levels. You don't have to pay for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have progressive buffs as they get further into the song, mm-hmm. like further into stanzas. Um, you can choose which one you do. And as you do, you build up a resource called breath, which you use for arias and arias are, uh, powerful buffs and debuffs yeah. uh, and direct damage. Like there's a lot of different effects for arias, but they're really powerful. You have to build up a resource for them. Yes. So just, uh, it, it ends up being something that builds over the course of a battle and the longer a battle goes on, the more, the more able she is to turn it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which makes her great for boss fights and mm-hmm. things like that. Like the longer the battle, and you can also get effects that either make her build up breath, breath faster or can save breath mm-hmm. after battles, uh, yeah. to start off with being able to do some areas, areas, mm-hmm. um, her ultimate ability allows her to sing two songs at once. So good. <laughs> which is incredibly powerful. Um, really, really good. Mm-hmm. Like really, really powerful. Um, I did not use her in my first playthrough. I was really happy I did the second playthrough. Mm-hmm. Like she is borderline broken yes um she becomes basically untouchable like she has a bunch of buffs that stop her from uh disengagement mm-hmm. attacks which means that if you manage her you can just make her walk away mm-hmm. from enemies and like they'll get caught up by one of your other bottlenecks by one of your other guys so you can just kind of keep her away from trouble yeah. really easily mm-hmm. um she has like a mad a mage armor that she has like at all times that yep. you can buff up and everything like her, her tech tree and her abilities are really cool. She's a very robust character. Yeah. I intended to use her, um, as a buff, uh, as opposed to a debuff. Uh, that just seemed like mm-hmm. it would be more, uh, you know, 
she would fit into my existing party better, especially because I replaced verse with Siren. So I basically mm-hmm. had one person who was doing melee and everybody else was doing casting. I figured, okay, I'd use her to, to, you know, to prop up Barrick. She is so useful as a debuff. Like mm-hmm. you can just, there's one particular skill that you can get where she has a cone of effect that shatters armor. Yeah, which is a huge yep. deal later on because you end up fighting a lot of heavies who have armor who you know absorb a lot of your a lot of the damage that would otherwise get to them. This is basically just a way to get around something that the game was using to make later encounters hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it uh, she's fin- she's fantastic. Yes, and really really great uh, characterization. You know, there's no quest for her. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like so her helmet that she has was specifically given to her by uh, Kiros mm-hmm. to limit her power. The implication being that she would be incredibly powerful. Yeah. Um, if she did not have that um, in the main game, there's not a quest to remove it. Um, mm-hmm. You can try, but you can't. Yeah. Um, in the uh, DLC, you can. Yeah. That's the thing they added. It's not really a quest, um, but you do get can follow some conversation uh, trees and give her some extra power and mm-hmm. make her, her helmet a regular item. Yeah, you can use. Yeah. Good character. I really liked using her. Yeah. Siren is awesome. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So we can take her. Um, By this point, I absolutely had her going into uh, the uh, going into the the, the, uh, what's this area called? Stone Sea. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. The remains of Azure. Uh, and this is the place where, like, the beast men, our particular tribe, the, the, the stone stalkers, have um, started moving back in. Like, initially, mm-hmm. Azure, you know, in taking all this land to uh, make into farms, chased all these beast men out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that is the the kind of, uh, you know, the conflict here. Yes. Um, I ended up favoring the beast people because I had kills and shadow mm-hmm. on my team and I wanted to try it. Um, I still don't like the way they're characterized and made the, uh, the people of the stone sea kind of hate me, yeah. uh, which is fine. Cause they're not super well developed. Like there's cool right. stuff in this area, mm-hmm. but this is out of the three spokes. I feel like this is the most rushed. Yeah. Like there are two, two spires here. Like it, it feels a little rushed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm here. Um, when blade and Mark sends you over here, um, they, you have an initial contact at a place called Halfgate. Uh, this contact is uh, H- Hagrin, uh, is who this is. And Blademark says, oh, should he give you any trouble? Simply inform him that this is the last chance to see his wife again. Just in yeah. case you needed a reminder that you're not dealing with good people. Yep. And you can, uh, you know, ask him about it. And basically, you know, if you try to be the good guy here, <laughs> he's like, go fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this is none of your business. Also, you're not going to help me with this. Yeah. Did you want like, to talk about it? <laughs> yeah. He, he, he basically calls you out for yeah, trying to be yeah. good boy points here, <laughs> um, which is really great. Um, so uh, when you get there, this area is actually occupied by the Scarlet Chorus as well, um, who are basically, you know, uh, protecting slash kind of like partying in the town. Yeah. yeah. Fucking everything up. Um, you have to take out some of them, chase some of them off. Yeah. Um, and kill their leader, Misery, mm-hmm. uh, who's there. Yeah. Uh, this is where you bring the message to Hagrin. Of course, he's mm-hmm. angry with you, but he gives you the, the location because he wants to see his wife again. Yep. Um, and uh, this location is a gorge that was recently taken uh, by the Beastmen. Mm-hmm. Um, so you head there and there's like a little mechanic here where there are these Azure crystals mm-hmm. uh, coming through, which you can harvest if you have certain athletics. Yeah. Um, they're valuable. It's yeah. for money. Um, but you find out later that this is part of the religion. Yes. Of the Beastman. I had already taken a bunch of them. <laughs> I just Oops. imagine my character like putting them behind his back and being like, oh, yeah, I'll kill all the uh, the disfavored who are taking your, yeah, your no, treasure. No. Ghoul. Cool. You, you yeah. ate the poplars, Gary. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the um, uh, so you uh, you go here. Um, there are some scarlet choruses about yes. as you make your way to the stone stalkers here. Um, and their their leader, their prima, hundred eyes, uh, yes. who kills and shadow had a lot of words for. Uh, they kind of sparred. Right, right. Um, she will not give you the shield, uh, unless you actually deal with the disfavored who have taken up in the stone stone sea. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of little quests here, mm-hmm. uh, side questy things like the um. There's a little bit of intrigue here with the uh, Scarlet Chorus who are dressing up as disfavored mm-hmm. to frame them, which I think is great. Love that. Uh, and there's a really funny scene when you first run into them, um, <laughs> but it's very brief. Like you just go to them and they're just like trying to sound like the disfavored, uh, which is fun. <laughs> uh, um, imitating somebody you have contempt for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but mainly you have to go to this this area under the spire, uh, take out these disfavored mm-hmm. um, and get the uh, get the shield that yes. way. Yeah, pretty easy to do. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I just go and talk to somebody at the Golf Glow Old Walls, um, and that gets me another spire, which is nice. Again, pretty rushed. You just get these spires for uh, mm-hmm. for, 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 for for walking into them. Um, and then you go and talk to Red Claw. She doesn't want to hand over the shield. Like, um, you know, basically 100, 100 Eyes says, oh, go talk to my lieutenant. The lieutenant says, why would they hand this over? She wants me to go kill some of these Earthshakers. So I've got to go deal with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, or but you don't have to i just use my athletics and i snarled at her saying like prima's word is prima's word and i got around needing to do this i had to kill the earth shakers later though yeah 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 they're uh well because they're protecting karen yeah i think you don't have to if you don't want to grab the piece of karen yes uh here um so you uh go to after you do this you get the shield um you go to where karen's body is resting at this Earthshaker camp where they're mm-hmm. protecting him. Um, he is like a Titan. Uh, all of your, it's very like God of War mm-hmm. energy. He's a gigantic stone man. Yeah. Um, and you know, your companions will comment on this. Like Landry's like, can you imagine, you know, trying to be one of these people standing up to Kiros mm-hmm. and this comes barreling down the battlefield at you. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, but he's seen better days because he, he mouthed off and he's got punished. Yeah. You know, so he got punished by being turned into stone, basically, like mm-hmm. this entire map when you're here. I thought that Cairn was like sealed in some kind of orb, which is where all mm. of those uh which which is where all of those um the banes. Uh, yeah, yeah, like the banes and the uh uh the the power staffs were directing the the beams of energy to keep him alive or you know, in this kind of half alive, half dead state. No, the orb was just like a, a like a round thing on his helmet. If you look closer, you can see like, oh, like there's his face and there's his beard, and like this whole ridge over here is his arm where, you know, that that just happens to be how it laid when he when he fell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Um it's it's really great. And the stone the Earthshaker is, you know, this is their leader, they're trying to protect him. Yeah. Um you have to take these guys out. Yeah, uh, you do so. You grab a piece of this uh, this azurite to raise a bridge, take them out, and smash all the stones mm-hmm. uh, that are keeping him alive. And this allows you to harvest him. Yep. Um, you harvest a piece of Karen, and depending on which piece you take, you get a, uh, a little ring slot mm-hmm. item that gives you a, a powerful passive benefit. And these can be upgraded. Yeah. And stuff. It's basically a stat boost wherever you want a stat boost. Mm-hmm. It's really useful because the soft cap on stats is nineteen. Yeah. Once you get to nineteen, it takes two points to increase. Mm-hmm. So like. You know, for this, I upgraded this and it had like, oh, it's like plus three might. Mm-hmm. And it was already at 19. So, so it's like getting six levels. Yeah, exactly. It was it was huge. Mm-hmm. So really, really cool. And different parts of his body symbolize symbolizes different stats. Yeah. Um, pretty neat. Like it quite a bit. Yep. Yeah. And I killed a god. So fun. 
Yeah, exactly. And everyone, <laughs> everyone loves your bullshit. Yeah. Like uh, you absorb the edict. Um, you gain a bunch of power mm-hmm. and Lantry is just like, how do you feel? Like, this is, this is rad. Yeah. You know? like, this is real good. I love this. Um, yeah. you're killing it, King. <laughs> um, so. But yeah, we have the uh, we have the three uh, the three artifacts. So you can go back to Bladen and see mm-hmm. uh, see what he uh, how, how he feels about you. Uh, mm-hmm. He offers to test or he demands to test the shield in a little duel. Um, and like this is not done in the combat engine. It's just like a choice of what you want to do. Like I succeed in the duel by ra- by raising the shield. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it bounced off an effective shield. Um, I did not have anyone spec. Yeah. For shield, Lantry ended up using it. Yeah. Uh, weirdly enough, because mages can use shields in this because it's not D and D. and it was useful for the renown ability. Yeah. I I, I popped it onto Barrack, my golem. Mm-hmm. If I had a golem. Yeah. <laughs> if I had a golem. Should we talk about let's talk about Barrack and uh, versus? Yeah, let's do that. Quest real quick. Um just you know, not hyper detailed, but just kind of uh in a zoomed out way. Um they're both really good. Yeah. I think. Um, so Beric, uh, you go and you, uh, we talk to Tunin, um, on Beric's behalf and say like, Hey, I'd like to remove him from the armor. Tunin says, no, like him being in the armor is actually good for Kiros. I forbid anyone from messing with us. Anyone under Kiros's rule. So you have to, uh, again, loophole lawyer, uh, <laughs> find somebody who is not in Kiros's rule mm-hmm. to go, uh, test this. Um, you find, you know, you kind of jump through a series of hoops. Like you have to go to a couple different locations, get a piece of, metal from the original blade grave um get some royal blood mm-hmm. uh from there um and uh eventually kill graven ash yeah uh to uh to get uh there you if you're siding with this disfavored you can convince graven ash to relinquish mm-hmm. his protection over barrack um but once that happens uh, you can then take off his armor yeah um he is disheveled <laughs> uh, at first you have to like he there's pictures of him he's like naked and has this big scraggly beard and he looks <laughs> all wild man and yeah. you have to convince him to like clean up like right. he, he gets very depressed by this because it's been his identity for so long well he he, he, and, he doesn't he hasn't what he doesn't want you to take the armor off like you're doing yeah. this against his will he doesn't think it's he doesn't broken. want it at all yeah yeah he doesn't does not feel like it should happen and it's it's depression mm-hmm. like again you know we talked about it in the last episode he is a victim of kuros and does not think of himself as such right like re- reckoning with what has been done to him mm-hmm. is, a, you know, shatters his dissonance. Yeah, over you know his mental dissonance. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, um, I, I wish I would have been able to do this quest, but I did not. Um, yeah. What, what what about versus quest? Um. Yeah. So versus quest. Um. She finds out. Uh. The voices of Nirat sends a letter. Um. Saying that he has information on her old gang. Um, she had this this series of sisters, like four. Say, say the name. Uh, so this is an ass gang. Okay. <laughs> this right, this is a different gang. This oh, is um. Cool. Gotcha. She she ran a lot of gangs. This is like her like Fox Force Four. Okay. Um, of four like killer ladies, um, and during the conquest they were killed, um, and because Voices of Nerad is a shithead, like he's giving her this trail of breadcrumbs, mm. like basically trying to manipulate her. Like, hey, I found out. I got a lead for you. You know, and uh, you can tell her like, hey, this is a trap. And she's like, I know it's a trap, but we have to do it. Like, I have to get revenge. And basically, this is uh, about like the emptiness of revenge. Like, as you are going through this, you're finding out like, hey, this guy who did this was doing it under orders and has a totally different life now. Yeah. And this woman, uh, you go and try to find this woman who uh, killed your people. Uh, You get two names, one of which is already dead. Then you find out the other one is also already dead and only her mother is there. And it's like, well, do I kill her? Like, what do I do? Mm-hmm. you know um versus having a hard time struggling with this and it really it like is a character growth thing for her when she realized like this vengeance would serve nothing yeah 
But the cool thing is that uh, you can kind of press her. And the reason why she is so insistent on this is because she has Archon potential. Hmm. Um, she is after her sisters died, she started being able to do their acts like their moves without thinking about it. Yeah. You can actually get this without, um, doing the side quest. Like oh, you, yeah. can, you can yeah. make a, you can make this observation and she resists it. Like she, she doesn't want to, um, acknowledge that she has this. Yeah. Uh, because that's what the voices of Mira, Nira does. Mm-hmm. And she does not want to be like him. He's a psychopath. Yeah. Um, this plays into a voices of Nira ending, um, that you can get, uh, when, if you have the DLC, you can go there and get this ending no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, you have to be on the, the Scarlet Chorus path okay. to get it. But it's classic Obsidian awesomeness. Hmm. Um, what can happen? Um, we'll talk about that in a minute. But this is kind of you have to do those steps, like have that conversation with her and have her have this realization um, in order to unlock that ending for that path. Gotcha. Um, but, yeah, just really good character growth mm-hmm. stuff like her realizing, like, yeah, I'm still the same person I am. But vengeance is dumb. Yes. You know, you know? Better, better ways to use my time. Yeah. Um, the barrack and verse content that I did get, you know, just in talking to them, you know, and by basically doing the first half of the game with barrack and verse in my, in my party, like you can make the observation like, Oh, for being completely opposite people, you fight together pretty well. Um, <laughs> and if you pull that thread a little bit, you basically get them to admit that like, yeah, um, we're actually brother and sister or half brother, yep. half sister. Um, yeah. uh, because, uh, Barrick's dad just on campaign, um, slept with versus mom, you know, kind of came to the, 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 the farmland. This is a real shame for Barrick because again, the disfavored are all racist. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, the, 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 the bloodline was tainted or what have you. And they have just kind of had this really strange relationship being aware that uh, each other are out there fighting for opposing armies. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can get them to train with each other and get a good little combo attack that they can do together. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is, uh, you have to have uh, approval with both of them. Yes. So I did not have enough approval with Barrick mm-hmm. for this. Like I got verse to talk about it, but Barrick would kept ending the conversation. Gotcha. So, yeah. yeah despite my best, uh, my best attempts, I ended up getting favor um, or respect loyalty from these guys as opposed to fear. So I yeah. guess I'm, I'm a, I'm a bad pirate <laughs> my my uh my barrack ending is unbelievably tragic uh yeah i ended up getting a bad barrack ending specifically yeah. for how i handled the final quest you uh well there's ways to get around that okay like you can actually undo it but i did not <laughs> no so uh yeah you can take it you can you can cheer him back up but uh <laughs> nope nope didn't work so yeah you never spoke a word again <laughs> yeah it, it's a barrack has a very tragic ending yeah in in my world yep so, um, Blend Mark, after you're talking to him, says, like, listen, uh, the two Archons are sick of your bullshit. Yeah. Raven Ash is actually ready to march on you. Um, go to your mountain spire to prepare. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and depending on what path you've been taking, you get, like, a lieutenant here. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're independent like we are, we get a, a fate binder. Yeah. Uh, there. And they're there basically to, like, take your place, you know, to represent Tunin's court. Like, if you fall, I might take your place. Mm-hmm. Also, I got to see this. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Uh, because like, okay, you know, everybody's been curious, like, uh, what is the deal with this spire? What is the deal with this fate binder? Who can, who, who can, you know, use them? Uh, you can interact with the spire and basically probe and prod and 
Nunaval, this this other Fabemiter, says, like, well, this is really strange. I don't know what to call you, the Archon of Spires, I guess, uh, mm-hmm. because you can use the Spires to declare your own edicts, something that, again, only the equivalent of the God King of this world has ever been able to do before. And it's it's really, to me, and I don't know, you know, your mileage may vary and people are listening may vary, it's really hard to underestimate how cool this feels. Yeah. To me, like going to my base, choosing a menu of these like wide reaching environmental effects to cripple an army that is marching at my gates Mm -hmm. is one of the more empowering things I've done in a game. Yeah. Like one of the things I realized on replaying this is like a big, you know, we talk about power fantasies a lot in the network and how that can be a shallow thing and it can Mm -hmm. be frustrating. Uh, This all of the power fantasy stuff in this game just works for me 100 Mm percent. This is the way I want it articulated. It's a really scale. Yes. Uh, that I want. And I, the, it is just like the badassness of things you do is so fucking cool to me mm-hmm. in this. Yeah. Um, I mean, just you, you have seen what this does in the fiction. Like you have spent the, you know, the entire game up to this point walking in, walking in kingdoms and realms that have been torn apart by these edicts and the fact that Mm -hmm. you can declare them on your own, even in a slightly diminished capacity. Um, it is an incredibly rewarding moment when it turns out that by speaking into this resonator, you can make this happen. I only wish that this played like you had a little bit more time to play with this because like you can only do it like once or twice, but the game is basically over. Yeah. Like, you get to do three done. of them. Yeah. You know, you get to do three of them. Um, there are five total. There are three of them you get on the main path. Uh-huh. Um, there's one you get for uh blend mark mm-hmm. approval and there's one you can research in the library. Gotcha. Um, that you can have, but this is the thing that makes me want tyranny too. imagine, you know, again, made by paradox. So it has mm-hmm. that tactical edge where you are choosing these quests to go into these lands fighting back against Kiros mm-hmm. and you get to declare these edicts on those lands. I mean, the way that tactical thing, the way that my particular story ended using blade and Mark's edict to, uh, to cast eternal night over the entire empire. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. Like, yeah. it, I want to play that game so bad. Like, I yeah. really would like a Tyranny 2, please. Yeah, please. Um, you know, the, there are mechanical things about this that are a little bit subpar, the mm-hmm. setup for this, and this little taste that you get mm-hmm. of that potential and playing at that scale is just so, like, in a weird, on an axis, it is the culmination of Obsidian's base building stuff, mm-hmm. in that the bases here are not super robust, right? right? Like, there are five of them. Um, they each have a specialty. They're cool. Like, I think the base building in this game is neat. Mm-hmm. But it's it's pretty elementary. Yeah. As far as just scale of base building, though, like, this feels more powerful, cooler, and bigger yeah. than Neverwinter Night 2 keeps or the planner sphere in Baldur's Gate 2 or any of that stuff. Yeah, it's um it's weird. It's it's modest in implementation, but extremely grandiose in implication. Yes. And in a way that's sold because the writing in this game is good. Mm-hmm. Like if this were not a well-written game, they could just tell you this is very powerful and cool, but it wouldn't feel like it. Yeah. But the fact that they've laid so much track and they've done this so well, like this is just like an amazing moment. Yeah. I was I was just gleeful mm-hmm. at this moment where I'm like, oh, yeah, this is pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this, this is a cool thing to do in a video game. Like I, I am doing a cool thing. I am OK with this game, like flattering me with sucking up to me as the player. You know, like, oh, you are powerful. You are the chosen one because it took this long to get here. Yes, it sells it really well. Yeah. You know, and that's a dangerous thing. It's not Mm -hmm. Titanfall 2 where you get a field promotion and everyone is immediately (laughs) nonstop. Like, it doesn't feel like that. It's better written than that. It's slower than that. Like, it is just it is one of those things that's like a power fantasy Mm -hmm. 
you know, similar to like an evil, like a, a black hat playthrough is not inherently like a sloppy or bad thing just because that's mostly been how they've been done. Yeah. Like you can do them well. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it is a tool. It's just it has a bad association. It's like QTEs, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Q, there are QTEs that are fine. Mm -hmm. You know, um, it's just that you get your fucking David Cage's out there to make give the entire prospect a bad name. Yeah. You know, but actually it's it's just a tool like you can do it well. Mm -hmm. Same thing with this kind of like black hat playthrough. Same thing with a power fantasy. Same thing with like having characters aggrandize the player. If you articulate that well, that is not inherently dumb or bad. Right. It's just dumb or bad nine out of ten times. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah, this is just amazing. Um, I did the uh, for this one because this was on my doorstep. I did the storms one because I'm like, if I'm going to hang out on top of this tower, I'd like to watch lightning. It seems like a kind of thing I would do in real life. I, I intended to do to, to to do the lightning one. But for some reason, I did the did the flight one. Well, they, they have different, those different stat effects. Yeah, like that, that was the that thing. You're, so now I, that you're doing them. Yeah. They give you buffs and your enemies detriments. Yeah. And the the stone one is incredibly powerful. The night one is incredibly powerful. Mm -hmm. um, and the uh, the fifth one you can get the library one, uh, malediction. Uh, <laughs> is, I think that's what it's called. It's the malediction edict. <laughs> you, um, you can declare the malediction prophecy. I think it's called malediction. Um, that's really good. It's all luck based. Okay. Which I love. That is something that I I didn't unlock it this time. I had it in the last one. Yeah. But I love unleashing that on Kiros. Like yeah, everyone stubs their toe now, fucker. <laughs> no one wins rock paper scissors everybody throws a, th a fourth thing that doesn't make sense yeah <laughs> there's no luck yeah. in your kingdom. everybody like it's so neat yeah it's just so neat as like a curse like i love a curse on an, on an area mm, pretty good cool trope yeah i did the fire one um and it takes this moment that is you know really sold to you like yeah no this is you know the the, the armies are at your doorstep man uh and it turned fighting off this little uh this, this battalion of the of the of the disfavored you know into just like killing like four or five dudes who managed to march through the field of flame uh yeah. that filled this uh you know that that, that filled this well right mm -hmm. yeah it, it, you know, it does a glory pan over like the effects of the the edict love it and yeah it's really really good and you fight them in the environment like so you know the, the sky is on fire mm-hmm you know, and it's just, it's really atmospheric and cool. Yes. Um, and this takes you to an act break where the word of your deed spreads. <laughs> like the edict slowly dissipates, which is not something that ever happened under Kairos. Like Kairos yeah. didn't have any control over when these things ended. Yeah. Um, but this is your house. You do not want it to be lightning all the time. Yeah. So it dissipates because you are more powerful than Kairos because this is that game. Yes. Yeah. Um, it feels very cool. Taking us into act three. Yep. Which is incredibly short. Mm-hmm. Um, so Fatebinder, uh, Calio appears at the spire, um, with a couple of declarations from Kiros. You can be like, oh, you're going to kill me. Like this, the declaration <laughs> is like going to die. Uh, but it's not because again, they leave that plausible deniability that all of this is part of Kiros's plan the whole time. Mm -hmm. Um, basically saying like, listen, I'm sick of this shit. Only one Archon is fit to rule the tears. Mm -hmm. Um, whoever, uh, is the last surviving one is the one that is going to have power. Mm -hmm. Um, also you're the newest Archon. Yep. <laughs> uh, so, so you're in the yes. running. Yep. You're in the running, uh, for keeping those keeping track. Uh, we have Graven Ash. Voice of Nera, you, um, Siren, and Tunin. Blade uh, and Bledmark. Yep. Those are the Archons that are on display. Yeah. And that is uh, what this contest is is between. Yeah. Uh, because I was in good with Siren, I basically talked to her and she said, you know, like, so yep. are you going to be a problem here? She's like, no, you can roll this. This is not really my speed. So yep. I'm, I'm not interested in ruling over this. Yep. Uh, so it is time to take out the other Archons. Yeah. Um, if you have sided with one of them, there is a whole bit um, about 
during your quest of this collecting evidence against them to present to Tunin. Okay. Um, so while you're going through and going to these different areas, the Blade Grave and, and the, the Stalwart and such, um, you're collecting evidence of their misdeeds to use in the court. It's not your trial at yeah. the end. It's uh, the trial of one of these, whichever Archon you have. Nice. And the big difference there is that if you've done that well enough, like let's say you've, you uh, allied with the Disfavored, you can just have Blood and Mark go kill the Voices of Nera. You don't have to go do it. Nice. Um, so if you're not doing this, but for us, we have to deal with them both. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's pretty great. Uh, there's like a little, uh, um, experiment here. So like, as we're trying to figure out, Calio says, you know, it's from my own curiosity. Like, can I try to declare an edict? Like, you know, you've, you've been made an archon for this. Uh, but like, is it, is it something in the resonator or is it something in, and we actually like run a couple of these options. Like, no, it has to be me. It has to be the resonator. It has to be the spires. Yeah, I uh, I did not allow this. I took that lesson from Kiros. I'm not going to share this power. Uh, there's no way in, in the universe someone else is going to talk to this resonator. <laughs> getting kicked off of my spire. I was curious. I had, I had no idea. Like oh. my the the you know it kind of came as a surprise to me and my character that I was an archon now. So I was like, well, let's kick the tires on this. Worst yeah. worst the worst thing that happens is he declares a bad edict and I kick him off the tower. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so you, uh, you get a letter from blood and Mark. Um, the original letter, uh, is very formal, like basically about the new status quo. But if you do the candlelight trick, basically says Tunin's planning to order your execution. Right. Like you have stuck your head up too far. It's finally happened. Uh, if you don't want me to have to try to kill you, come talk to me before you follow the summons. Yes. Um, so you go there and this is where you get the edict of nightfall. Like this is, mm -hmm. this was cast like six centuries ago. It was one of the original edicts that, uh, that, uh, Kiros, uh, put out there, uh, it says, Hey, if you cast it in a given region, you'll become unstoppable. So I was like, Hey, yoink. Yeah. Uh, and what this does is it makes the sun not come up. Uh, the area will slowly freeze. All the plants will die. All the animals will die. Love it. Uh, it is a very brutal edict. Yeah. Um, I did not, I saved this for Kiros. I did not do this as the next one. Yeah, no, uh, I, I, did. I, I, I did this as my ending. I was like, the sun yeah. will never rise on your empire, Kiros. Yeah, exactly. Yep, you gotta go. <laughs> yeah. um, and he, uh, basically, this is where you can start talking to him to convince him to come along with you. Yes. Um, he, You have to get Graven Ash and the Voices of Nera out of the way before you go to Tunan if you want to not fight Blood and Mark mm -hmm. and have him join you. But basically, you can say, like, hey, why not serve me instead? Like, I'm more fun. You can make that call, and depending on your approval, yeah, uh, it changes the flavor of this boss fight that's coming up Yes, uh, in the next quest. Yeah. So I had to go kill some generals. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, which both of these are fun. Yeah, really, um, really uh, like, like different boss fights. Good, yeah, well-designed really boss, boss fights. fights. Yeah. Yep. Um, the first, and just visually really awesome, mm -hmm. like going to the Iron Halls where Graven Ash is, mm -hmm. um, you have him sitting, you know, they're regimented, yeah. his army, you know, they're organized and he's staying there sending battalions against you. Yeah. <laughs> um, waves and waves while he stands back and buffs them. Mm-hmm. Um, cause that's his thing. Yeah. That's, that's Graven Ash's thing. That's Graven Ash protects. Right. Um, until ultimately he loses patience with you and comes down and joins the fight himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and by that point, you know, he fights you alone. Yeah. Um, so you, you fight him, uh, once you take him out, um, he wants to have his ending monologue. Of course. Uh, it's basically a warning about like the, the, you know, <laughs> he thought he was on a path, but he became corrupted. Like, yeah. you know, this is how my protection worked. Um, generally you have to have responsibility. Like you're not rising to power alone. You have to actually do what I did and know that this is a coalition. Yeah. Accept responsibility for the people that you pass as you rise to power. Yeah. 
you know. Uh, then he dies in this blue flame and all his men die too. Mm-hmm. Like the, the power that he had worked in reverse as well. Yes. Um, this is, this is great. Just visually really neat. Well, um, and, and then you have to like, you have to leave, you have to walk out of this empty camp. Yeah. 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 Really, really atmospheric and cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you avoid any of the battles on the way there, those people are dead. Mm-hmm. Um, you have died as well. Um, I went back to my base to talk to Barrack, uh, who is catatonic. Um, at this point, it will not respond. And all of the companions are very concerned uh-huh. <laughs> with him. Um, they're like, hey, you doing OK, big guy? And he won't answer me. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are ways to make him not fall into despair. OK. With this. Um, one of them is, you know, getting rid of his armor uh, helps him. OK. With this. Uh, ultimately, once, uh, you know, he will come around again, you convince him to clean up and kind of start his own life. Yeah. Um, finishing his quest after you've killed Graven Ash, which I didn't do this playthrough, but I've read about. Yeah. Um, the other thing is if you bring him along with which which you did yes um he will kind of advocate for different things and kind of try to to make arguments on behalf and depending on how you handle that mm-hmm. and how kind you are to him in those moments he cannot fall into despair as well i i is my understanding i fucked it up he fell into despair like it basically yeah. it was like you know you're you're not you know thank you your chain of command you're not under him anymore you're under me this is what needs to happen for kairos yeah. rule yeah. yeah um if you were with the disfavored through this whole thing, when you get to this point, um, you can go and you convince Graven Ash to be your subordinate. Hmm. Um, you basically say, like, listen, during this entire conquest, I have been your tool. What that means is that I have actually been doing the things. Like, mm-hmm. I am actually the leader in action. Even if you're the leader in name, this is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And he will step down and become your lieutenant. Very cool. Um, at this point, which is a cool thing. Not nearly <laughs> as cool as what happens with the Voices of Nerad, uh, <laughs> which I need to do. I have at least one more playthrough of this game with me because I have to do a Scarlet Chorus playthrough at some point. Yeah. Because uh, this is so unbelievably cool. <laughs> I want to hear about it because I haven't read about it. Um, yeah. So for me, you know, one down, one more to go. Got to go to Cacophony, which is where mm-hmm. uh, the Scarlet Chorus retreated to um, back in the, I think this is in the um, the Stone Sea, right? It's in the Stone Sea, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this is, you know, where the Voices of Nerad is. It's easy enough to get to him, but the battle against him, it really, it was a pain. Uh, yeah, because he's, he's, he's summoning people he's eaten before. Yes. <laughs> so like if you've done his backstory or if you've read about him, you've learned about these other archons and people that he's he's absorbed. Yeah. Um, he teleports around and he brings them out and they're all very powerful warriors. Yeah. Uh, constantly buffing himself. It's hilarious because he like it just for a moment grows to be about three times his normal size. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, yeah. But if you, you, you focus fire, you take him down. Um, he tries to give you his final words as well. Like he talks about how he's so close. He was doing it. He was basically planning a coup. Yeah. You know, this whole time, which you find out in his playthrough, but you, you could figure that out anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not give him the satisfaction. No, plug the, my uh, ears. The last word. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just uh, deny the psychic communication until he dies laughing in agony. So. Yep. Bye bye, Joker. Bye bye, Joker. Bye bye, Tyranny Joker. Um, if you've been on his side or if you do the Bastard Wound DLC, um, when you get to him, um, he demands, if you're on his side, he demands a sacrifice from one of your companions, hmm. um, which you have to do. Uh, either he wants you to sacrifice yourself, you can give up one of your companions in your stead. If you are have enough loyalty with them, they take over the voices of Nerat, oh. and it becomes the voices of Beric or the voices of Verse or the voices of Lantry. What? And they reform the entire organization in their image. <laughs> that is so cool. It is so classic Obsidian. Uh-huh. Like, to me, like, that is such a, like, oh, that's Mask of the Betrayer shit. Yeah. You know, like, that is, that is, that's the old good stuff. Yeah. You know? 
Yeah. I'm not, so I'm like, not trapped in there with you. You're trapped in there with me. Totally. <laughs> and, and you, you can't do it yourself. Right. Like you have to, it's, it's a way that the companion system in this works out in a way that you're doing something that's ultimately incredibly monstrous, Yeah. but you can be like, Hey, trust me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the, uh, I, again, I haven't done this. I just um, read it. It seems um, like a, like a, like a, an incredibly cruel thing to do to verse. But she, I mean, she, it's good. Like she takes over. Yeah. Like they, they are now, they live there. You know, like Verse is into it. That's one of the things. Well, she, she was so afraid of becoming like him. She didn't want to be yeah. a monster because she had seen, you know, or Siren, right? Like, you know, like they had, they had all suffered under his yoke. Yeah. yeah. But if, if it's not, he, he doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Like they get rid of him, you know? So like if you, uh, you know, it can become uh, like she, Verse basically makes the Scarlet Chorus like the Scarlet Chorus, but more so. Yeah. Um, Lantry turns them into a, a, a group of librarian mages. <laughs> so good. Um, Varric basically turns them into um, like the disfavored, like turns them into a regimented thing. <sighs> no creativity um, in Varric. Sh- no creativity. Yeah, Varric. Uh, he deserved his horrible, horrible fate. <laughs> um, the um, uh, Kills and Shadow uh, turns them into these weird like stealth hunters. Huh. You know, that end up becoming part of you. And the implication is... If you did these as, you know, you're doing the Carlet, Scarlet Chorus playthrough mm-hmm. um, and this is like these are people under you. Like you're still yeah. loyal to Kuros in that ending, but yeah. you have this as your command. It's like, I, I don't need this, you know, unruly band of criminals. Like I yeah. uh, what I would really like is a, is a ruly band of stealth assassins. Cool. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, really, really cool. And yeah. again, just like with, you know, it is the payoff of the idea of the voices of Nera. Yeah. You know, as a thing. Um, and the other reason, like, the Scarlet Chorus playthrough that's really cool is, like, a lot of these people, you don't um, go and kill them. You, like, kidnap them. Mm-hmm. Like, instead of uh, – you kidnap Raven Ash's daughter and feed it to the Scarlet Chorus. Yeah. Like, you know, put it into the voices of Nera. Like, mm-hmm. it, it feels like the most evil of all the different paths. Well, yeah, because you're reaping souls. <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah, exactly. You're doing a bunch of soul reaping. Like, it's very classic Obsidian. Yeah. Uh, stuff really really neat if you're playing the indie path that we did you just have to kill him yeah um but if you do the bastard's wound you can send verse into him and have verse take over nice yeah so incredibly cool yeah um but yeah like so the two major <laughs> the, the you know the two most active archons are down and really it's down to just you tunan and blade and mark at the end of this mm-hmm. You know, you go back to Ashwield, um, and this is an articulation point. I had enough favor with him that he actually gave me his dagger and says, you know, you take this, um, you know, we're, we're, we're in together and I will appear at the right time. Yeah. I'll back you. Yes. I'll back your play. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so I had that, I managed to succeed at that. Um, you go to Tunan's court, um, for, you know, he thanks you for coming, but this is a trial. Yeah. This is a dialogue boss battle that does not have to end in a fight. <laughs> uh, the first time i did it it did not i succeeded this time i fucked up but i know where i fucked up yeah um, i'm curious because yeah. i fucked up as well this 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 ended in a fight it was a good fight but like i'd read about other ways that this could go where you can basically outlaw tune on so hard that he is compelled into following you yep yeah basically you're you're, you're the the stenographer now <laughs> i'm the lawyer <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, he is basically calls you to an account for the entire actions of your game. It's like the end of the walking dead season one. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, or, or, um, this happens in again, Neverwinter nights too. Yes. Like direct obsidian, you know, lineage for mm-hmm. this. I'm um, not the end of Neverwinter nights too, but in the middle yeah. of that relatively mediocre game. Um, <laughs> the, uh, so, um, 
really, really neat just to be like, hey, listen, I know what you've been doing. These are all the laws you've broken. And um, there's a lot of different – this is very complicated. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, you can have character witnesses. Um, Any companions that uh, have enough Mm -hmm. approval will give you a full-throated defense. So Mm -hmm. that's things that give you justice points. Yeah. For this, the, this uh, is I had would, to I I couldn't bring Siren for this because she didn't like me enough. So I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I'll bring Verse. She'll be the person who actually makes the thing. If you bring Siren, it's kind of like the form, uh, the form response that uh the, that an employer who doesn't like you would give to a reference. Like, yes, he. I worked with the I worked with the the Archon of Spires from date to date, and that is yep. all I will confirm. <laughs> it's a. Uh, it depends on the approval. Like she yeah. she was way into me. Yeah. Um, I had I had big Siren approval. Um, you want to bring three people with approval mm-hmm. to get those points. You also want to have good approval with the fate, other fate binders yeah, because they are like kind of like a Greek chorus during this and will back up your like site precedent for you. Oh, I had none of them stuff. on my side. No, oh, there, yeah. there was no other fate binder there. And also yeah. I brought, I brought Barrick and Tuna was like, and does the armored man have anything to say? And oh, he's so sad. <laughs> he doesn't say anything. He just stands there silently. And he's like moving on. Oh, well, fuck. <laughs> this didn't work out. Nope. Um, don't bring the man, don't bring the, the heavily depressive, um, golem, uh, there. Uh, so at this point I was still doing good. I had th- all three of my companions gave a uh, big defense yeah. uh, for me and I had fate binders on my side. Mm-hmm. And then he calls out all these individual things like, Hey, yeah. why did you betray the order of the archons? Yeah. <laughs> like you know? they, like they gave you particular orders in chapter one. Um, and you know, what you're trying to do is, you know, minimize wrath and maximize favor, uh, with mm-hmm. Tunan himself in order to influence the, in order to influence the, 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 the outcome. You know, mm-hmm. like, and to even get to this point on the anarchy path, you basically have to say, if you kill me without a trial, that's not lawful. Like, I yeah. have a right to a defense. So, okay, yeah. here, here we go. We're going to do this. Yeah. Um, so you basically have to kind of uh, play him, you know, as uh, to his, what it would appeal to him. Yeah. So basically you're making up these post hoc justifications to basically say, like, I violated the letter. I, I've... <laughs> I, I held to the spirit, the the letter of the law, but didn't hold to the spirit. Right. Yes. Yeah. And that, that's what works with him. Yeah. Um, as far as looking at the thing, the thing I fucked up on is I didn't say I would return the mage bane helm. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's what he wants. I said that I would, uh, I was like, no, like as a issue of the court, this is mine. And he's like, mm-hmm. it's explicitly not, you yeah. know, like you were forbidden. <laughs> that's actually not true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I was like, well, shit, you yeah. know, and then one of the feet binders is like, actually, you know, Sorry, no. uh, Bainer, that's not true. Um, and as far as I know, I think I was like one point away from getting it this time. I think that was the point I missed. Yeah, because um, it's it's hard. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard to do that. Yeah. Um, he also this is the other thing I did that, and you do this as well. Looking at the notes, is you, he doesn't like you not killing the baby mm-hmm. to end the Edict of Storms, and he he wants you to say again, kind of play dumb, like mm-hmm. oh, I did the the, the edict. Yeah. But I said like, hey, that proves that Kiros is fallible. Thinking like, no, but <laughs> you don't blaspheme. Yeah. You don't blaspheme Kiros in front of. Uh... Yeah. And and not because he cares about Kiros, because if you do this right, he will join you. It's uh-huh. because it's against the law. Yeah. Like they talked about um, earlier on, you can talk to him and learn about how uh, naming your kid Kiros mm-hmm. is uh, is illegal, and that like using Kiros's name 
uh, in a falsehood is illegal. Mm -hmm. So you can be like, um, by Kiros, that guy's an idiot. And then if somebody proved that guy isn't an idiot, you get put to death. (laughs) So you can say it, but it has to be true. Like you cannot have falsehoods associated with Kiros. It's against the law. Mm -hmm. So he doesn't care because of Kiros, because the first time I played this, I did all these things right. And he's like, well, you know what? You, you play a good game. You know, you steam a good ham. I'm on your side. Yeah. Uh, and he became my like, you know, archon of justice. Yeah, but in no. this playthrough, I had to fight him. Yeah, you know, like you you, you make your final defense. Um, and you know, there's there's an element of this, and and I like the subtlety to it, where it kind of seems like you're just you're just flattering him. Like you can get mm-hmm. by by flattering him. So like when you say when he when he confronts you about taking the silent archive instead of burning it, like you can gain favor by saying that only an agent of the court could hold it responsibly. Yeah. Um, and that seems like it's just flattery, but no, it's actually like still within the law that like, yeah, yeah you, you got around it. Like taking the silent archive was not as bad. It was not as disfavorable as say warning the sages before you mm. cast the edict. Right. So like all of this adds up, like this is incredibly complex. Like I went and looked for broad, um, I, I, I like basically like a dissection of the matrix that rests behind this. Mm-hmm. Um, and all I could ever find were like broad summaries of ways that this can turn out like the rebel path can articulate in such a way that he says, I can't believe that you have stood up against Kairos, um, and, you know, all, all this time and worked with these. And like, this is a point where you can betray all of the, all of the people who helped you in the rebellion by saying like, yeah, no, I just did that to get them on my side. And now we can knock them down one by one and cut or uh, to tune on. He's angry that you that you broke the law, but this is ultimately serving the broader mission of Kairos that it you like he ends up siding with you with you uh, with you anyway. So like this is a way that the rebellion pathway can turn bad is what I read about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of different ways it can go. Yeah, basically, um, really really cool. <laughs> I love a... I love dialogue boss fights. Yes, so much. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know one of my favorite you know Fallout Two like one of my favorite things. Um, that can happen. This is one of my, one of the highlights. Yes. Um, one of my favorite moments. And I, I had done this glare silently, um, uh, gosh, choice enough that this popped up. Like he calls me out for being tight lipped by, by saying like, Oh, you know, you you remains, you remained infuriatingly silent when it would be, when it would befit you to speak and you can gain favor by saying, Oh, it's effective to let, you know, to stay silent and let people speak to incriminate themselves. Yeah, I learned it from you, Dad. A little bit. Yeah. Well, you you can yeah. say that. You can do. I learned it from you, Dad. I read about this. Yeah, like you can respond just with silence, or you can say, "I I saw it from you," and then he doesn't have a response to that. He just stays silent, and then like yeah. somebody else in the court says, <laughs> "Like father, like son," basically. Yeah. Um. No. What uh, something I like about this coming from a law enforcement family, staying silent and letting people talk to incriminate themselves is exactly something that people do. That yeah, yeah. that, that it's uh, yeah, that's a it's a real tactic. Yeah, rich from the headlines yeah. journey. Yeah, um, yeah, very just incredibly cool. Another thing that I I'm looking at the notes here. Another misstep I had was he his final question is like what how and how premeditated was this? Yeah, like did you join the conquest in order to subvert it? Um, and I said no, no, no. I saw that they were going to be idiots. And he's like, well, why didn't you tell me? Mm-hmm. Like that incriminates yourself. It sound it sounds innocuous. The writing in mm-hmm. this game is such that you can make something that sounds good, mm-hmm. and then when somebody turns it around on you, they're not wrong. Yeah. Well, when you say it like that, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, like I thought this was going to be a good boy point, but it's mm-hmm. a bad boy point. Yeah. Um. You know, again, just very deft. Mm-hmm. 
tough stuff. Um, so we, at this point, I was uh, declared guilty. Mm-hmm. Um, he summons Bloodmark to execute me, but Bloodmark tries to execute him and fails. Yes. Um, so I don't know if this has a mechanical effect. I don't um, either. If, yeah. You know, it seems like it should. It's pretty horrifying because, like, Tunan banishes him. He, he makes Mark dissolve in the shadow into shadow on the floor. Mm-hmm. So it can't be good. It's implied that he's still alive after this, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, it's no good. And this is the this is the unboss. Yeah, um, and this is really hard. Um, yeah. I I found this really hard. He does uh, status effects. He could set all my guys on fire at once. Yep, uh, that's no good. Yeah, um, you know he's he's extremely tough. Just a massive. Um, if I did not have a dedicated healer, I'd have a really hard time with this. Oh yeah, Lantry was um, on full time duty here with this. Yep. I used a lot of potions on this. Um, it was a big deal. He just had that AOE stone eruption attack. They just wrecked me every time. Yeah. Yeah. He's really nasty. Mm-hmm. Um, but you kill him. Um, you know, he talks about how he's outrun death and natural laws for too long. Um, you know, he is, uh, he's been artificially lived and he's like inhuman at this point. Like he's nine yeah, feet yeah. tall. You know, he's got these masks fused to his face. Like as you become an archon, you become less human. Mm-hmm. As things go on. He's also the oldest of Kairos's um, archons. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you just killed him and Lantry fucking grows a 10 foot boner about it. <laughs> it's very charming. Lantry is so happy. Yeah. He's just like, oh, well, 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 look what we did. Like, he's very happy. <laughs> yep. Um, everybody loves my bullshit. Yeah. After I do this. Um, uh, tune on though. He, he kind of takes a poop in the punch bowl on that though. There's not a lot of time to, uh, not a lot of time to celebrate because Kairos has sent an army, uh, more fearsome than even the disfavor of the Scarlet Chorus, uh, to, 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 to squash me. Basically mm-hmm. saying like, yeah, uh, the conquest has proceeded, but, uh, you're not going to be able to stand against them because, you know, it's just, yep. just too much. No more playing small ball. Right. So, um, um he says, you know, bend the knee essentially. That's mm-hmm. what he did. If you find out his backstory, that is what, how he rose. Um, he negotiated for peace from the bastard city, mm-hmm. um, and saved tons of people's lives and became this, this creature. Yes. Of Kiros. Yeah. Uh, but my power is unique. It is too much of a threat. So I gotta go. And mm-hmm. Tunan goes away, turns into a statue, falls to the ground and shatters, which is a fate befitting. Yep. yep. Um, so you can, uh, at this point, if you want to, you can bend the knee mm-hmm. to Kiros if you play as a Kiros Lorius. As you mentioned, that was patched in. Uh, yes. A lot of people uh, did not like that you couldn't do that. Right. Um, but, uh, you know. Fuck that. Yeah, why bend the knee? <laughs> yeah. Like, who's bending the knee in games? You know, I, I'm running this tabletop game uh, with my tabletop group, and, like, I know they weren't going to do it, mm-hmm. but having a character uh you know apply power to them no is the the number one way to galvanize them into doing anything yep <laughs> like telling somebody they have to do something will make them do everything they possibly can to not do it and Back- make that person a permanent enemy backlash effect man yeah totally like and it's it's real <laughs> come and you know it. so when i get this right. i'm like yeah i'm like yeah fuck this this guy's gotta go <laughs> yeah yeah. yeah so i returned to the spire and you know i just did a little bit of testing testing um <laughs> you know uh you can you, know, you can say I, I i declare myself i declare fealty etc uh i selected the entire northern empire and i declared an edict of nightfall again the sun will <laughs> the sun never sets no the sun never rises mm-hmm. yeah yep. no more sun brings ruin um, to the empire and for the very first time kiros retreats he has mm-hmm. to go and do damage control yeah. so the idea is not that you've won the idea is that like you're a threat, yeah. which again, I, you know, I, I keep saying it, give me fucking tyranny too. Yeah. <laughs> like th- this, this path, this story being continued, that is like the war I'm waging against Kiros is mm-hmm. so cool. Yeah. Like all uh, of this effort to make something that has never happened before happen, which is you make Kiros flinch. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Like that's the start uh, of something. That's not the end of something. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it, it still works as like kind of a prelude as a game. You know, yeah, I'm glad yeah. this game is 25 hours long and designed to be replayed mm-hmm. and ends with this incredibly compelling, like, fuck yes. Like, yeah. let's do that. Um, you know, even if it never gets paid off, I'm still pretty happy about it. Yeah. I hope it does though. I would love a, a tyranny too. I don't know how well this sold. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, so yeah. who can tell? And what, what that means by, you know, B tier obsidian standards. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, so my warpath has fucked everything up. Every single power structure that was in place before I got here has been uprooted and the region has mm-hmm. fallen into utter chaos and infighting. Yeah. Yeah. So. It doesn't uh, necessarily end well. It is hard to keep together, which I, I read as not a condemnation of an independent path so much as set up yeah. for intrigue for the, the status quo that you'd take into a sequel mm-hmm. or take into a continuation of the story. Yeah. Um, and this is not uniform. Like, being independent doesn't make everything fall into chaos. Right. There are ways to have kind of more and less lawful mm-hmm. results yeah. um, of this, but I had similar, yeah. similar things like, you know, you get your ending slides, your classic fallout ending slides and like mm-hmm. uh, things are not great. No, uh, there it is that, you know, so I, I think the other thing too, is that like they need to undercut the idea that Kiros, you know, they didn't want to tell you that like, Oh, you won mm-hmm. Kiros retreated. It's like, no, you have troubles on the home front. This is a campaign. Yeah. This would be hard. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like the people who were talking about it, like Kiros, you know, that there was something there was something to it that, you know, everything was infighting in the tears before Kiros showed up. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what you're returning it to. Kiros's peace is a thing. Yes. You know, even even if it is brutal and evil. It's it's real. Mm-hmm. Um, so you get your ending for endings for your companions. Um, the Barrack one that we both got is incredibly tragic. Yeah. Um, he never wakes up. From his fugue state, he does not know how to live in a post-Graven Ash world. Right. Uh, so um, he just goes to a crossroads and stands there until he rusts into a statue. Yep. Lets himself rust. Yeah. And be a skeleton inside a suit of armor. Mm-hmm. Uh, incredibly sad. Yeah. Um, Verse became a leader of a kind of a mercenary group called mm-hmm. the Callous Sisterhood, uh, who uh, it was implied like I use her as as you know, as a tool mm-hmm. here, I got that, that same ending. Our yeah. endings diverge here in a little bit, but okay. my early ones are similar. Yeah. Uh, Lintry was in good with me. He served as my mm-hmm. court chronicler until the very end, And basically like he, you know, I, I didn't say, Hey, you're old. You need to like go retire and rest, but it was, you know, kind of unspoken and that's the way it mm-hmm. worked out. Yep. Um, Eb, uh, which I never used in this playthrough, <laughs> right. Um, goes off to try to rebuild the school of the Tidecasters, but fails. Right. Um, gets frustrated being unable to teach anybody of that magic and eventually just becomes a lone person, unable to find an apprentice. Yep. Um, kills in shadow, uh, who, uh, was on my side, went, uh, under my like direction, hmm. went and hunted down all of the remaining disfavored. And when oh. you mentioned this, the disfavored were the people who killed her tribe. Okay. Uh, her original tribe. Yeah. Uh, so I sent her out as like basically a boogeyman to kill any remaining disfavored in my land. Nice. <laughs> Yep. Personal boogeyman. Um mm-hmm. for for me, she just returned to her tribe and went wild again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and then for me, Siren, um, I think that maybe this is a result of not necessarily having her favorite very high. Um, she goes quiet. Like she actually like leaves leaves my service um after a little while and you know, has taken a vow of silence. She's not using her powers to sway people, but she has kind of gone to a mountainside temple and um has assembled a small group of followers just basically on the strength of her piety alone, not um, by using her archon powers. Mm. Yeah. Uh, she, she stuck around with me. Mm. Um, and yeah, basically was just kind of part of my whole deal. 
Yeah. Um, she's hard to gain favor with. Mm-hmm. Like she's not, you know, there are a few opportunities that, that, that yeah. I found really. Well, she also like ends up fairly under leveled, mm-hmm. you know, which is interesting. Like she was at like, level like 15 or 16 compared to a lot of people who are at level 18, 19 yeah. in the game. So um, there's also like the final little note um, is that there is a new game plus um, for this. That is kind of interesting, mm-hmm. um, which is uh, you're allowed to keep um, kind of limited stuff from playthrough to playthrough. So you get to keep your money and most of your normal equipment, but artifacts and relics and things uh, you have to choose. Yeah. Um, what you, what you have, um, what you get to keep and you run into special merchants that will sell you things from previous playthroughs hmm. that you found. Nice. Um, but generally, um, you know, it is, uh, just a new game plus. Mm-hmm. So you can do it to maximum of nine. Who's doing that? <laughs> the weird, there's a weird game for that. Like, yeah. I, it's, you know, yeah. like it, it's a strange thing. I am not, the, not because of bad, but I just, I can't imagine. Yeah. I, I can't, I can't put myself in the headspace, but there are a lot of people out there. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, yeah. And that's tyranny. That's tyranny. Yeah. I don't know that I have an awful lot to say. Just, I would like more of it. I want more stuff yeah. in this world. I would like more stuff. Um, you know, like even just if they turned it into a PDF of a source book, like that would be pretty cool. You know, having played through all of it, uh, which I hadn't at the point that we, um, recorded the first half of this, uh, you know, when we recorded part one, um, I can now see, you know, just areas where it was unfinished. I can see like just whole quest lines and stuff that they had to cut off or storylines that they had to cut, cut off. I think they handled it in, you know, in a gracious way, right? Mm-hmm. Where they used that to build mystery and left enough of it to your imagination that it was satisfying. But yeah, I, I, th- I think that it, it does show that this is, you know, kind of an incomplete thing and that works a little bit, uh, you know, against it. Uh, however, like what's here is still really enjoyable, you know, like it's, uh, yeah. it's, it's good stuff. Uh, I just makes me kind of, uh, kind of sad about what, what could have been, you know, it certainly, it certainly works against it. It just works less against it than one might think. Yes. is kind of what I think. Like, I think that they did as far as like a game being edited or scaled down, they did such an admirable job of making the kind of dangling threads yeah. really pretty more fascinating than frustrating. Yeah. Like it doesn't feel like there are plot holes in it. It feels like it's a prologue. Like this is the first book in a in a like a five book fantasy series mm-hmm. is what it feels like. Yeah. Um. You know, and there are threads. There are things that reach forward uh, to it. There's so much like world building and detail here that is extremely strong, and the moment to moment writing is very strong in a way that just it's it matters, right? Like mm-hmm. you know, I talk about that all the time on the show. Like writing matters um, in a game. Like having non embarrassing dialogue, having mm-hmm. characters not turn into weird robots yeah you know like something i I was mentioning um how uh you have that that character who you can say like hey i saw i feel like in a lesser game you know you do that that side quest that widow side quest yeah it would be a vorpal thing to say like you know oh you want me to investigate your wife's murder i saw you fighting and then that would be the end of it Mm -hmm. you'd be like okay you passed the skill check to say you saw them fighting Mm -hmm. therefore you've subverted the quest to have a character like again lie to you, which mm-hmm. I know I brought up in the last last episode, would be like, no, couples fight, idiot. Like we're in the real world. There's a sense of reality and groundedness to this that is uncommon uh in the genre and in video games that makes that unfinished nature and all those dangling threads like just feel really good. Yeah. Like it they they land it. Mm-hmm. It pulls off. It's not perfect. Like the combat needs to be significantly better. Um it doesn't have uh, you know, the, it's a short game in a way that like you know, those those middle dungeons that you spend do feel paddy, mm-hmm. like paddingy, like, you know, the old walls feel like padding. Yeah. 
Um, the, you know, the DLC does not finish the story. Like there are, there are flaws to it, but it is really, really pretty cool. Mm-hmm. You know, it is, it is in like the CRPG legend tier of the show. Like, is it Witcher three or Baldur's Gate two? No. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really up there. It's really good. I mean, it's like it, it's, it's still a rare thing, right? Yeah. Like if you have played the, the, if you have played the heights of this genre, like if you are down for the particular kind of flavor that we, you know, talk up on the show quite a bit, you know, it's kind of like vent crawlers. Even a middle tier one is still an extremely rare specimen. So it's worth looking into, you know, the yeah. treasures. And any, any like B, B game obsidian, mm-hmm. you know, it's similar to like when people talk about like from soft games where they're like, yeah, even though this isn't as good, like it's still better than most games. Like people who don't like Dark Souls 2. Mm-hmm. We'll say that about Dark Souls too. Like, yeah, this is still it's it's not a great Dark Souls game, but it's still a really great game. Mm-hmm. I feel that way about like B tier Obsidian stuff too, where it's like the bar is really pretty low uh, for for this kind of like writing and games and world building. Like, there's a lot of just like dumb stuff we're expected to accept mm-hmm. and just clunky choices. Yeah, you know, like uh, the longer I play it, the more I've been more into Jade Empire. Like, it gets better as you go, but playing yeah. it right after this was a shock. Yeah, because I'm like, oh, I'm the fated one, and everyone is so like, in tyranny. When a character tells me how awesome I am mm-hmm. uh, in it, it is a source of joy. Yeah, because it's, it's on, citing work you've already done. It's citing work that I've done as the player that is supported by the narrative and is really cool. Mm-hmm. Early on in Jade Empire, you do a sparring match against a mini boss, mm-hmm. and your teacher literally says, "Why not go around and talk to your your companions to get congratulated?" Which you do, and they all say you were awesome for like button mashing your way through that combat <laughs> it doesn't make any sense it doesn't feel good it's sloppy right. yeah you know like there is uh i just i feel like obsidian like even when they're not at their best are just working on a different level mm-hmm. than most game developers yeah and it's it's the place between those two things the way those things feel that is the the space in between there is the articulation point in which these people are doing incredibly good work yes um and this is like this is even i keep saying b tier this is like b plus tier like it's still really good yeah so just because you're not torment doesn't mean you know you can't compare everything to torment no no yeah um, that's a that's a perfect way to be unhappy with every yeah, video game exactly. you ever play exactly <laughs> you know um yeah so so really good game uh very very uh, excited about it really really happy about it thank you uh i think david Poole for suggesting it believe so yeah yeah uh thank you david um the next episode we're talking about we're gonna be talking about jade empire mm-hmm. as you mentioned uh, which i'm also i'm coming to enjoy a little bit like it's a different thing it's sloppier Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not like it's, I don't think it's going to be like a crucifixion or anything. No, no. Uh, it's not going to be a, a takedown. It's mm-hmm. just, it's a messy game. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so we're, we're going to be talking about that and then we will have our dispatch. If you have anything to say about tyranny or Jade empire, hit us up at duckfeed.tv slash contact by the 15th of December. Yes. Um, same thing in January for January's games. Uh, the 15th of January will be the deadline for those responses for the dispatch episode. Um, the little bit of a switch around. Uh, we're going to be doing the, we're going we're to be broadcasting the Portland Retro Games Expo um, episode about hidden gem games first that month and then doing, mm-hmm. um, oh gosh, Dusk. Dusk, which you should play 
um, because it's amazing. And then the Cat Lady, which you should play because it's very, very good. Um, mm-hmm. And then we're going to be going on to uh, Shadowrun as our premium episode that month. Dragonfall, which you should play because it's very, very good. Yes. We have a banger January. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're doing uh, – we're, we're switching those around just to give ourselves some extra time uh, for one of our other shows, mm-hmm. which we have, uh, which is Bonfireside Chat. Yeah. If you're a patron, if you go to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv, yeah. at $5 a month, you get all those episodes. Um, we're covering Blasphemous. We're starting that soon, and we want yeah. some extra time to play it. Yeah. Oh, and also, I don't I don't know about you. I don't want to record the week of Christmas. If I can well, that, that's true. <laughs> There's also uh, also the holiday um, that's happening and uh, Duckstream. Yes. Which is also happening, which is uh, a lot of preparation and everything. That's the weekend of the 20th. There's also a little switch for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, typically, Duckstream West, uh, West Coast, um, has gone first. Mm-hmm. This time, we're going second. Yeah. Um, so, but tune in to that. Um, there'll be a duckfeed.tv slash duckstream is where you'll find that information. Mm-hmm. All proceeds go as always to the transactive gender center here in Portland, Oregon. Yep. Um, consistently one of the highlights of my year, a really, really fun time. So good time. Yeah. Really, really good. Cool. Um, I'm trying to think of other admin stuff. There's just the usual patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. This has been an amazing year, uh, for mm-hmm. the Patreon. Uh, it's crazy that we're coming up to the end of it. Um, yeah. but, um, super grateful for all your support and, um, you know, we're going to continue, uh, trying to bring it. Yeah, we, uh, we really appreciate it. We, I think we're doing good work now and uh, we're only able to really do that because of your support. Yes. So, uh, we appreciate it's continued. Mm-hmm. Uh, support. Um, and we will see you in a week with uh, Jade empire our uh, and that is a premium episode for this month. Yes. So that, uh, the full episodes for patrons, everybody gets generalities. Mm-hmm. If you want to hear the whole thing, uh, and it'll be a spicy one. It's a long game. Yeah. Um, you know, we the manageable part of manageable <laughs> WRPGs is a lowercase it, it, app. It's still in still in context. <laughs> yeah, still in context. So uh, you'll you'll want to hear that though, mm-hmm. um, and you can do that by being a patron. And uh, until next time, uh, we appreciate you. Yeah. What should they watch out for? Uh, they should watch out for appreciation because it's too much. Mm-hmm. And permanent nightfall. <laughs> of course. Sorry. Sorry. Pocket. Stop. Stop. I know.